Welcome to Stories of Runeterra. My name is Guy Black, a Ravenhood here on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Runeterra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe rife with potential for new stories. In this, Stories of Runeterra's first ever Runeterra live play TTRPG game, my friends and I are going to be jumping into the alt universe of the Star Guardians using the Fate Core Accelerated game system. So who are the Star Guardians, you may ask? Who's playing these, these, these famous characters? What on earth is Fate Core? I will answer these and all more briefly before we jump into our original Runeterra story adventure that we've lovingly dubbed, You Belong in a Museum. Simply described, the for those of you who are not familiar with the Star Guardians, the Star Guardians are persons chosen by the first light at the beginning of time and at uh, important moments of time in the universe and are given extraordinary powers in order to fight great cosmic evils. Um, in this case, most of our Star Guardians are in high school and are kind of navigating what it means to be a high school student while having these profound, insane powers uh, that are used to defeat horrifying creatures from beyond and in the void and a bunch of other places. Um, so, that's the Star Guardians in brief. Uh, we'll get to meet two OG Star Guardians in this particular episode, and we'll get to meet two new ones, which I uh, thought it would be fun to let people kind of create their own Star Guardian if they didn't want to play any of the original ones. So there's actually two uh, new Star Guardians in this one. Starring in today's game uh, is my wife and my friends Andrew, Elliot, and Jordan. Uh, Jessica, my wife, is a teacher and a beautiful, wonderful mother to our two kiddos that you have heard at least one of them on the podcast if you've been listening long enough. She's a boss lady and great. We actually play a bunch of league together, but she's like a team fight tactics nerd and I'm also she's she she's outranks me on that too so yeah she just likes to play the game same here um my buddy Andrew is a dice maker so if you're a dice goblin and like the clickety clackety attackety attackities check out honor rolls dice on Etsy and Instagram links will be in the description his chonky boy d20 lines great for dramatic rolls and TTRPGs and his unique fonts and color palettes make his dice a great addition to any goblins horde I may own too many of his dice, but there's no such thing as too many dice, right? Anyway, my buddy Elliot is a really old friend, actually part of the story of how my wife and I met and started dating and ended up getting married. He and I hosted the Temporarily on Infinite Hiatus podcast, Gamer Alchemy, also on Spotify if you kind of like mashups of weird games and genres like D&D and League of Legends or Saturday Morning Cartoons and Smash Bros., and it was fun. We did a couple episodes, and then life made it really difficult for us to keep going. But hey, it's out there. You might enjoy it. Um, and then Jordan, our last contender today, is a published author. You can find book one of his Emberwall series titled Dreadmire on Amazon. Also, link in the description if you like a good kind of 
spooky, mysterious story. It follows the adventure of Finnegan Riley, who's just an average guy who gets thrown into another world by this strange contraption he finds. And then he has to fight demonic creatures in an entirely new universe and has no idea what's going on. Yet, for some reason, with all eyes on him, did what he just do bring the doom of Emberwall, and will it plunge it into darkness forever, or will something else happen? Who knows? You'll have to read it to find out. Um, just keep in mind, by the way, as we get ready to jump into our game here, that for all of us, this is a lot of first times. For a lot of us, this is our first or only second time playing Fate Core, which is great. Fate Core is accelerated and it's really fun, uh, but we're still getting mechanics ironed out. On top of that, this is my first time recording, recording what we might call a live stream game. So it's not my best quality of sound, but I'm still trying to figure out how to make it work, and I'd rather put out there what we made and you enjoy it then just throw it all out because it's not absolutely perfect so anyway thanks for your grace tell me if this kind of thing is exciting to you and if you enjoy it and if you'd like to hear more and uh yeah so without further ado let's jump into you belong in a museum an original stories of runeterra live play game Then one last thing before we jump into the next part of this whole thing is just because of where I am at work and where I am with life and being a teacher and everything kind of kicking back up and some other projects I've got on the line, we're going to be changing my release schedule to every two weeks um, just because the once a week is not where I'm at in my bandwidth. And as much as this is kind of a fun little thing that I do, it I have to make sure that I keep myself healthy. And so rather than jumping back and forth and releasing every this and not releasing then, uh, I will be releasing episodes every two weeks. So this is like the big kickoff for the next season and I'll release things every two weeks. Yeah, that's what I got. So thanks again and I hope you enjoy. Simply described, the for those of you who are not familiar with the Star Guardians, the Star Guardians are persons chosen by the first light at the beginning of time and at uh, important moments of time in the universe and are given extraordinary powers in order to fight great cosmic evils. Um, in this case, most of our Star Guardians are in high school and are kind of navigating what it means to be a high school student while having these profound, insane powers uh, that are used to defeat horrifying creatures from beyond and in the void and a bunch of other places. Um, so, that's the Star Guardians in brief. Uh, we'll get to meet two OG Star Guardians in this particular episode, and we'll get to meet two new ones, which I uh, thought it would be fun to let people kind of create their own Star Guardian if they didn't want to play any of the original ones. So there's actually two uh, new Star Guardians in this one. Hey guys, and now we're live, actually recording a podcast of live play RPG in Runeterra, which is <coughs> great. Um, I think the first thing we're going to start off with is you guys are already familiar with Fate Core, and uh, everyone who's listening 
I just did an introduction that I edited in before this, so ding, that's great. Um, for the rest of you, uh, we've got a couple folks that have jumped in to play with us, and I would like for you guys to, I'm going to set the scene for a smidge, and then I want you guys to introduce yourselves, and then uh, your character, and talk about some of your aspects for both you guys, the players, and those at home listening. <clears throat> So, um, you guys are in the Star Guardian universe, where the first light calls out in uh, the universe to different persons and elevates them to the status of a Star Guardian, protector of the light, and defender of all things good, with pretty pink rainbows and all kinds of flashy shenanigans. It's, it's, it's Sailor Moon in League of Legends. Um, our group today is at Valorant High School in Valorant City and have been in the midst of doing school and the like. And there's a couple new Star Guardians that have actually come to light in the last uh, couple weeks of school. And so I think Valorant High School, it's, uh, what time in the morning is it? It's 8 o'clock in the morning. It's 8 o'clock. We're probably 30 minutes out from classes actually starting. Um, you guys listening at home are going to hear a few other voices in the room. They're not playing characters, but I don't like to let people just sit. So it's going to be a collaborative event. It's 8, 8.30 in the morning, and school school's going to start pretty soon here. Zaya, introduce you, your character, and what are you doing before school starts? Well, I... I'm obviously Saya. Yes. Right. Yeah. Who are you though? Oh, Jessica. Sorry. This is Jessica. <laughs> this is my wife. Is that what you need me to say? Yes, I want to introduce you and your character. Hi. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, as Zaya, I am uh, sitting in the high school, and although the school has a no weapons policy, I mean, who actually follows it? Uh, so I'm sitting there cleaning my fingernails with my feather daggers. With feather, okay. Daggers. Fe feather daggers. Yes, very important. You're probably outside school camp is here. Uh, you, no one knows you're a star guardian, so that's part no. of it. You're a secret. No. No. Yeah. Okay. They, of course, they don't know. Okay. It just looks. Also, like, it looks like a feather. It looks okay. It looks like a feather. All right. Gotcha. Uh, and then who are you? You. Loud and clear. You are my wife. Your name is Jessica. I said that. You did. And I love you. You're great. <laughs> and as, um, we're, we're, we're... It's so fun being married to the GM. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and so sitting out there kind of cleaning up, you've got your feather knife and whatnot. Uh, school's getting ready to come on. Tell me about, uh, man, I need to have some of your aspects. What was what are what is your high concept and your trouble? High concept is I search the night sky for my love. So you search the night sky for my love. For your love. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep that low. Uh, you search the night sky for your love, and then what's your trouble? I must battle the darkness that rages inside. Okay. Those are for all of you guys to use as well. 
and you battle the darkness that rages inside. Mm-hmm. So that's your high concept, and then your trouble is actually here. This is what I'm gonna have you do. Can you write that on yeah. this and make it so I can see it yeah. on the board? You just wanna like yeah. Okay. One, I'll get. I'll grab your sharpie. Um, tell me about the nightmare you had last night. What was the nightmare that Zaya had last night? That kind of like you got to sleep, mm -hmm. but it was. It wasn't, it wasn't your best night of sleep. Well, often my nightmares revolve around Rakan and the evil that still dwells inside of him uh, because of his sacrifice, of course. And so in my nightmare, uh, Rakan got to the point of no return. But you see, I can't allow that to happen because no one will block my path to him. And so it did affect me greatly in the moment. But I'm steadier now. More sure. Was, it, was there anything like, where, where do you envision and kind of take that as you're cleaning your nails and you're like, oh. what, was the, what was the setting of it? What did it look like? It was in utter darkness in and utter darkness. just a, a vast plane of nothingness. And we were the only two there and I could s almost see the darkness consuming him. Uh, and sorry, last thing for you, Elliot, you have three paint. You start with three fate points just for the record. Got it. Three fate points. Yep. And you can use those to modify roles, create aspects, uh, or I can compel you and like use your aspects against you, and then you can do the same back to me. Um, anyway, that, so you start with three of those. All right. So as you kind of like are in the midst of that, in what way does Ezreal encounter this person sitting? Where, where are you on your way to or coming from as you get ready for school to start? Yeah, so okay. uh, I'm Jordan, and I'm playing Ezreal. Ezreal is um, late, as always. Uh, kind of got distracted on his way uh, to school that morning. Kind of was uh, excitedly looking at a number of other things as he's kind of getting ready for his tests and quizzes and studying and whatnot. Um, but that all comes pretty naturally to him. So he uh, he's kind of rushing in. He's got... Um, uh, uh, food in his mouth and he's he's just kind of passing by and sees Zaya uh, kind of cool girls disconnectedly, mindlessly picking at her nails with a feather and um, and kind of nods at, at her as he's kind of rushing in because he hasn't he hasn't gotten ready for the day yet. He's still got to go to his locker. He's still got to make sure that he gets all of his papers and stuff in order for school and uh, probably hasn't yet finished a couple of assignments that he needs to. Uh, so that'll be um, that'll be how he's uh, he's dashing on into school that day. And as you come in, your eyes are a bit groggy too because you had trouble sleeping last night. Oh, I did. What was the nightmare that you had? Um, man, Ezreal's nightmare. Um... He was lost 
in um, uh, in a in a darkness. Um, it was it may have been kind of uh, underground. He wasn't sure. Uh, it was cave walls and um, and seemed like he was trying to um, find something as he always is. The universe is my uncharted map after all. And uh, and in that he he felt as though um, he was trying to um, well he was trying to get through and and make it uh, make it to the end of wherever to get the lost loot and instead of that he ended up falling into a classic pit trap and wasn't classic. able wasn't able to make it out um, he started scrambling up the sides to no avail, and the more he tried, the further down he fell. Uh, and so he just found himself um, constantly going further and further into the darkness instead of being able to make his way to what he had hoped to discover. All right. And so as you kind of, your locker being situated, uh, I'm envisioning the hallway of Valorant High School, and Zaya kind of leaned up against the intro or one maybe in a side chair kind of, doing her thing till school starts and Ezreal's locker is right next to him and out and getting your stuff together. Yeah. Um, what What's the first class that you two have? You have the first class together. Math. Math. We've got math class together. Math class together. Brilliant. Is he going to say his high concept in trouble? Or are you not doing it for everyone? His what? My high, high concept. concept in trouble. Oh, yeah. So you're, well, you did mention your high concept. My high concept, yep. The universe is my uncharted map. Uh, my trouble is that, ooh, that looks interesting. <laughs> I will try and I get, get distracted these out for a you, lot. Elliot, to see. Um, got that. And in the midst of this, in math class, you guys kind of, you finish up about 15 minutes getting your uh, stuff together. You wolf down your last bite of uh, breakfast and have all your things gathered together, and you, as you guys step into math class, Ziggs and Zach, you guys are there. What are you guys doing? As you wait, you're, you're about 10 minutes early to class, and you're sitting there in class waiting for um, class to start. <coughs> what does it look like? Um, what, are you do what are you doing? And so introduce yourself and your character. So I'm Andrew, I play Ziggs, um, and Ziggs right now is probably just really fidgety sitting at his desk, uh, just waiting for class to start. He probably has like some instruments that he's like tinkering with and tweaking with and just like twisting a lot of screws and a lot of, a lot of little gadgetry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for fun, roll me crafts. This is uh, just average. Uh, this is gonna, well, no, this is just mediocre roll. See how well you're tinkering. Negative three. Negative three? Okay. Well, whatever the thing you're working on and you, you're just filling with it, it doesn't quite work. And, and part of the reason that that doesn't land is you're still a little... You didn't sleep well last night. Right. What was your nightmare? Uh, let's see. My nightmare was probably, again, in darkness, but with no, no tools around me, no, no mechanical instruments around me. And just this voice, kind of out of the darkness, just speaking into my mind and saying, like, what, what more beauty is there than chaotic destruction? 
So just that little cackle just that little from, cackle from in the dark. <laughs> yeah. What? What could be better than any chaos? What? What if? Harkening back to your story, which story. for uh, the sake of the audience, since Ziggs isn't a Stark Guardian, uh, we've written Ziggs' backstory. Why don't you share a little bit about it, and I can help fill in what you don't remember All right. or what whatnot. So Ziggs was like like weird student uh, was lonely didn't have enough wow, weird in quotations didn't didn't have a lot of friends growing up uh, in school um, and therefore was very susceptible to anything that would make him special or thought people that would think he was special. Um, so Zoe got a hold of him um, and kind of corrupted his his mind and his being with the lure of chaos and star explosions and supernovas. So that drew him away, and then he was later rescued by Lux, who saw the art in his mind and his engineering and his invention, and brought him back into the Star Guardian world. Right, and so your nightmare was you were alone in the dark with no tools, only the quiet laugh right. of her. Of, yes. Okay. <laughs> and then what, are, what is your, um, your high concept and your trouble? And then you can write those. Sure. Uh, my high concept is I shall cast out the dark with the light of explosions. And my trouble is there can never be an explosion too big. <laughs> never can be an explosion too big. And if you two could be ever so kind as either with a pen or a sharpie, write your high concepts and whatnot so I have access to them visually. That'll be easier. And sitting next to Ziggs. Now this is the question, Elia. Are you big? Are you, where are you at? Did you have a full breakfast? What, what's it look like for you to be in math class right now with your, and I, we didn't really get to talk about this, but we're canonizing it, your progenitor, Ziggs. Um, well, first off, just in the scene, Zach is struggling to, you know, sit in the seat because he's <laughs> kind of new to a lot of stuff. And so he's just like, what is this? And he just kind of keeps slumping over and just consuming the chair. And then he like, <laughs> will stand up and try to just figure out how to not consume the chair as he goes down. And uh, so he's just, he's just, he might be sitting there by everyone else's appearances, but he's really shifting the goo around to make sure that he's actually sitting on the chair, not just there. That's um, incredible. He is, um, he is insanely curious but uh, also, like, he's playing with his size. He's, uh, uh, just to meta game a little bit, he is not too careful about things because, again, he is big and brand new. Um, so the, for those who are used to League lore, uh, Zach is newer. He's, he's, like, just been freshly made. And in this storyline, Ziggs is actually the creator uh, of, of Zach by accident. Um, and so... Zach is still getting his bearings on a lot of different stuff. Um, and so he's just kind of sitting there just trying to get ready and stay focused, even though he's not exactly sure what he's focusing up for. Uh, but he is trying. <laughs> I, I really don't want to see the IEP that I'd have to come up with for him, because that would just be really weird. Um, <laughs> um, Do you want me to write and what? I mean... Do you sleep? Does Zach sleep, do you think? And if so, what do you think? Do you think he sleeps? I th okay, so he 
he probably doesn't sleep. Like he's he's just a big thing of goo. But he probably just has times where he just kind of like likes to relax and like a gas in a container, he just fills whatever space he's in uh, just by relaxing. He just like I imagine his puddle and it just ah. His I imagine his bed is just a giant bathtub. That's incredible. Probably. Okay. Probably. So the last, the, the, and you're still learning, like, he's learning, or what did we say his, the, 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 it's, its pronouns were? What? It and they. It and they. Zach's pronouns are just like that. Zach's <laughs> understanding. He doesn't know what, thank you. He doesn't, he doesn't know what to do, so it's just, uh, yeah, uh-huh, it, that. It. So, what is it, um, the last time it was in, in limbo, or in in rest whatever we want to call it i imagine you kind of zone out while you are in that and you had a daydream but you've heard people talk about like scary dreams and call them nightmares you had one of those maybe for the first time in the last day what was yours um his was just being new to existing to life his his nightmare was actually just shrinking away and actually it it, it it manifested in his mind as almost a reflection of we'll say his bathtub of the space that he was in where he just suddenly was getting smaller and smaller it's not that he was it's not that he was uh raining away or anything like that he was just starting to vanish from existence um, because even as new as he is to life he doesn't know what brought him to this existence and he doesn't know how fragile or how strong he necessarily is and so his nightmare was just shriveling away in darkness which is why he tends to stick out as just big when he when he's awake and going throughout the day he likes to be big because he he had that he had that nightmare and it's always just been in the back of his mind and he just he doesn't want to slip away because he was not he was nothing before and he's something now i don't want to slip away Ooh, my brain's thinking in all terms of uh aspects and a lot so School starts, the bell rings, ring, and uh, your professor steps in. Um, this is a, uh, you get the impression that this guy's got a bit of a, a bit of a, a fanboy crush on a certain professor from over in a city uh, nearby, one Piltover city, because he's definitely a human but he has had his hair done up in this very, very ostentatious yellow, like, perm that kind of rolls and spins, and he wears these little round spectacles, um, and has grown a mustache out that grows in, into a little loop, um, and it looks reminiscent of Heimerdinger, uh, but his name is only Mr. Heim, um, and Mr. Heim comes in, and begins the lesson. Today is a rather uh, droll day. It's a couple extra tests and whatnot. I would, uh, what is the way in which you guys tackle this little situation before you? Most of your class has kind of been apprehensive about this particular exam that's coming up 
And what what is what is this exam look like for each of you? And then I'm gonna open it up to just over the course of this little opening scene. You notice, I think, between all four of you, that no, no the four of you don't look rested. Hmm. Like, and you're aware of each other's, uh, you're aware of each other's um, status as Star Guardians, and kind of have to navigate that and the complicated insanity that is high school but you notice that all four of you just didn't get a good night's sleep yeah so as Israel's kind of trying to uh do his test and he's probably usually pretty quick about his studies um it comes again it comes pretty naturally to him um but today he's he's having to work a lot harder at it you know he's he's tuckered out um he didn't rest well last night um and so um, he's he's probably being more careful than he usually would be on a test, uh, whereas he normally trusts his gut instincts. Now he's probably trying to be a little more careful and cautious, just trying to do his best. And, and as he's kind of stealing a glance around the room, uh, he notices his, his buddies are, are also looking a bit haggard. So, um, yeah. I'm gonna, can I roll a careful? Yeah. Approach yeah. to this test. You can roll a careful approach to this okay. test. The test, this isn't a final, mm. but it's definitely a, a that. So this is going to be fair. Okay. Well, he, I, I rolled a straight zero. Straight. And I have a plus zero to my careful. So. Okay. Uh, plus zero. So I'm, I think that's a fail? Yeah, it's a fail. So, <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm going to set it at average, which is still fail. Because this is not any, this is just like an end of unit test. Sure. And... This has really got you off. Yeah. It's, you're off your game. You're hesitant. There's a couple times you have to go back and do the work over again. And um, I will be more than happy. This isn't to compel, but uh, if you. Oh, no. This is how I can do it. We're learning the game still, everybody. I would like to offer you a fate point to take on a, uh, a single aspect, should you like, should you take it, which is, I, I didn't, I know I didn't do good on the test. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'd give you a fate point if you're willing to take a, I guess it'd be the aspect, I didn't do well on the test. Uh, it, or in essentially the idea of like, it's, you're off. It kind of sets your your vibe for the day in a negative way. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Cool. So pass that fate point down to him, um, and so you now have that aspect. And then uh, Zach, if you would be ever so kind, what are your trouble and your high concept? Um, my high concept is I was made for this, literally. <laughs> We're just stealing his voice line exactly. Just his high concept is, I was made for this. He doesn't know what it is, but I was made for this. Um, and then his trouble is, uh, at, at my weakness, I have the most potential. At my weakest, I, would, I am at, at my, my weakest, I have the most potential. Again, he doesn't know what either of those are. He doesn't know his weakest. He doesn't know his potential. But these are things that he just kind of understands and he kind can of takes I, at face value. Can I tweak it from potential to power? Because potential seems positive. 
power seems neutral. At my weakest, I have the most power. Or the no, I'll, let's keep potential. You're right. I have the most potential. I see. Yeah, and I th th that's this is yeah. This was meant to be. You can play with it as the weakest because I'm. If I have the most potential, but I'm at my weakest, that means that there's tons of risk involved for my potential to show. So it's a it's a double it's a double edged sword. Brilliant. Um, yeah, Zaya, what about you? How you how are you navigating this test? Did you study well? I did not study. I don't feel like Zaya studied. No, I did not <laughs> study. Um, you know, I spend most of my time focusing on Rakan. He's kind of the center of my universe. Um, and so, uh, if I can, I would like to roll a sneaky to cheat on my neighbor's <laughs> test. Ooh. Uh, I don't have luck here. Who do you sit next to? Do you sit next to the pretty popular girl or no? Oh. No, no, no. Who do you I sit would, next to? I would be more strategic. Um, I probably would sit between Ezreal, because I know he's smart, and... Okay, uh, that's all I needed to hear. So sitting next to Ezreal, you, you're going to attempt to cheat off of his test. Yeah, you are. Which is, which is fair. So this, yeah. is, this is actually going to be two. This is going to be a, a, a roll of two. Okay, so I'm So rolling. you're going to use your sneaky... So roll all of your dice. Oh, I understand. The Sorry. DC for yeah, 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 language yeah, yeah. is So I have two. to beat a two? Yep. I, so you got two. I got two plus Sneaky. one. So three. You so succeed. you succeed. You managed to get some answers off of his test. I'm so glad because he's so smart. He just happened so to be the ones <laughs> that I didn't completely botch. Um, he's so smart. Man, this the satisfaction as a teacher with what this <laughs> is gold. Um, so, what you're gonna get from that success is, uh, I don't, I don't think it's really gonna be an aspect. Okay. But it's gonna be. Uh, I scored as well as Ezreal. Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. I scored as well as Ezreal. And I don't think that's an... Would that be an aspect? That could be. Yeah. yeah let's just do that. Yep. Um, and it's going to have... And how many uses... How many... I put two marks on yours. You didn't, but I, we can... Yeah, I, will only, I only want... Uh, I want one mark on that, and then I want one mark on yours of... I scored as good as Ezreal on the okay. test. So like two, one, two sorry, uses? One use okay. on yours. So that means anyone can invoke that one time. Uh, I'm so sorry, Elliot. I can't keep up <laughs> with all of those things, uh, typing them in. So my alternate would be is I can throw in a camera really quick where you can see everything that people have written. I think I am writing them. Uh, I didn't write down the new ones, but I did write down the others, like everyone's high concept. Okay. Well, then they um, both we're, we're, they have the, the goofy test thing, so you can just remember that if you want. Um, great. Zach and Ziggs. Walk me through how you guys are tackling this test. Uh, Ziggs, being a mathematical and scientific and physicist, physicistical genius, physicistical? <laughs> uh, he is physicist. all of the thing, all the sciences. Um, he is super sleepy, but he's like focused up on his test, like five inches away from the paper, and he's like, "X is two, square root of this is uh, done," and he's going through them 
quickly. <laughs> okay. So are you going to be... How do you want to I, approach your test? I would like to approach this cleverly. Cleverly. Great. Then give me a clever roll. This is just an average test, so it's a one. Okay. That's going to be a plus one plus the three from clever, so a plus four. Plus four. So plus four means you succeed with style. Um, so you're going to get one a one-use uh, aspect, which kind of like everybody else here, is going to read, I aced the test. I aced the test. You aced that test. Um, uh, and then finally, Zach, how are you taking this test? How so, do you fit into the school culture? I, I would like to imagine that the teacher recognizes that, you know, I'm new to existence. And so <laughs> math test is, my math test is a little different than everyone else's. And so... It's like the very first question is just the teacher always double checking that like I got the basics down. So the first question is like one plus one equals, but because <laughs> I don't, I'm still struggling to even like sit in a chair and whatnot. I'm like, okay, I get the concept of addition, but how Zach works it out is he like splits off a drop of himself on the paper. He splits off another drop on the paper. One of the drops lands on the one, one of the drops lands on the one, and so then he puts two drops after the equal sign, and he thinks that he's written down his answer, and that's what he turns in. Nice. So how are you approaching the test for me on this one? I love that. For, that's great. for Zach, Zach thinks he's being super clever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll me a clever, and you know what? Because yours has been uh, modified, of a modified test you are going to this is just going to be mediocre it's going to be a media you this is a mediocre uh which is plus zero so you what okay. do you score so i roll the dice and then yep so uh, you're, let's see that's are you using d6s i am using d6s so, so five and i six think that's plus. uh one two zero and minus one so i think it's a one overall because i rolled two sixes the three and a one you you succeed on the modified test it's one of those spaces where they look at the the potential of of, of the the ability of the student and the the ability she's mastered it it's nerve-wracking but um you you I think what you, the way we're gonna, we'll write this one is, you did all right, buddy. So you've got, uh, you've got uh, the aspect, you did all right, buddy, on the test. <laughs> uh, I'm putting all kinds of things out here for you guys to interact with in the midst of this. So don't forget, as we go through here, you can pull any of these different things. And if we run out of those, I have these. Um, you can pull out uh, any can, manner can of I have, these. Can I have my goo back? Can I have my goo back? Please. Thank you. Thanks. Is Zach, like, in the school uniform? <laughs> like, I'm trying to picture uh, no, 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 how no, Zach no, is, no, like, The school, the school uniform is in Zach. Nice. <laughs> it's just, like, there. Just floating <laughs> in this plasmoid. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Um, great. Well, today is a bit of an exciting day because even though you have the math test, uh, you have some exciting trip planned. There's a field trip today to the Valorin. Ezreal here is going to be really excited because yeah. he's been looking forward to this. You guys are headed to the Valorin Museum of History. Woohoo! It is 
the thing. It is, uh, it's part of your history course that you've been taking, so that's who Zach is. Um, just a giant gob of goo. Um, and you guys are going to be going there as a part of, uh, what, what era of Runeterra, or what region of Runeterran history have you guys been studying lately in history? Uh, the rise and fall of Zahn. Like Say again? There are multiple eras? Wow, time is long. In the <laughs> sense of, like, are the rise and fall of Zahn, uh, Shurima, uh, yeah. uh, or, like, the Noxian invasions, mm. like... Did we learn about that? Yeah, naturally. Of course we did. I don't do history, guys. <laughs> you guys gotta pay more attention. There's you know a what? Reason you I belong in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, in the kind of back and forth, you get your things together, and off down the uh, path. There's buses in this instance, right? Yeah, this is weird modern. Yeah. Yeah. So school bus loads up with a number of your other, um, uh, a few of your other, um, a few of your other. Classmates. Classmates, there we go, I was looking for. And as you guys kind of get on the road and start on your way, lunch is in tow, chatting going on, Zaya probably has the presence of don't sit next to me or you'll die, so the seat next to her actually has three kids on it instead of the two like she should. Um, and she's just sitting there brooding out the window. Mm -hmm. um, you guys head down Main Street here in Valorant City because it's down in the downtown area with some big old beautiful gardens and and whatnot in the midst of what I kind of imagine a bit as the uh, the mall in um, Washington, D.C. So there's a whole slew of different museums here. Cherry trees are in blossom. It's it's a it's a nice day to have to get to go out. Um, and as you all kind of travel through and pass through the buildings, the faintest the faintest sense behind you. Um, and as you look to the skies, the edges of the skies are ever so slightly darker to the four of you. There are these snaps where as you, like, being so, like, you wish you had gotten a good night's sleep, but these dreams keep just, like, coming back to your memory. And the shadows everywhere you go seem to like move or ripple like it's just like you're you're ever so aware mm. of the darker spaces the alleys you drive by even though it's nine or i guess at this point like 10 in the morning you drive by in the alleyways you know are ever so slightly darker um and, and whatnot and pulling up to and, and uh pulling up to the museum itself you all find yourselves met with the person of Caitlin. You guys are aware she's the sheriff of Valorant. So like she's one of the main, uh, like leading um, persons on the police force here at uh, in Valorant City. Her and the imposing figure of her partner Vi are just set, and in in, in a heated discussion outside the museum itself. You see them kind of in dialogue. There are kind of cones set up. And a number of other things have taken or are, are just kind of made the museum itself 
it's not closed, but as you guys walk up, you hear them kind of dialoguing back and forth. Well, you know, Vi, there's just, um, we need to get in and see if there's any evidence of who got in and whatnot, and, and respond Vi, and in turn, oh, I just, this type of stuff is so frustrating because there's no one I can ever punch. Like, is there any, because they didn't, like, break in through that? I know, and, and, and so if you can if you can go over and touch base with some of them, maybe you'll contact on the other side of things and see if maybe there's some evidence of, or maybe something's been fenced, I'm not sure. Uh, if you could check in with that there. Um, you're met with a bit of a scene at the museum as you guys are ushered on, past and through. As you arrive at the museum. I think seeing everything, I would immediately say, ah, oh, how comforting. Chaos is my preferred state of nature. As we are walking in, we're still allowed to go in and like yeah, there, class, I, I class field before, trip is. I've yeah. said you before it, and in kind of the format, you guys are in high school. You've been set up into groups. The four of you are one group uh, that have been given, and you are set. The museum is set before you, kind of to like explore and mm. prepare for a final project in the coming weeks. Finding one region to do a big kind of like final wrap up of. Uh, uh, an era of your choosing for a presentation. I think Ziggs would immediately go to uh, whatever the the latest war was. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm I'm gonna go look for chaos and like the rise and fall of chaos. Okay, there's a couple spots you can do that. Um, you're not very good with chaos though. So how do you go about remembering? Like you're in a space where ooh. And remember, you can invoke anybody's aspects here, the chance to role play. Like, mm -hmm. how do you figure out which one of those wars is? Um, oh, I would go to Ezreal, having been an adventurer and very interested in like adventures and like different wars and probably the history of like different leaders during war. Yeah. Let's see if he knows of any like cool adventures. That yeah, so Israel's probably really familiar with this museum as it's like the major museum here in Valorant City. Mm -hmm. And uh and so he is in his element. He's excited. This is like he's he's already kind of a giddy person that you've gotten to know, and yeah. so um as airheaded as he might be, he's like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's just we can well, okay, so we're gonna go over here first, and so okay, he takes yeah. right huh? inside the doors and then we turn right and we head down the first wing and he's like, Okay, so this is gonna be really interesting for yeah, you. Yeah, so yeah. um so this is this, um initially starting out this is kind of um the, the foreground here is um is Sharima and um and it's and it's okay. it's got oh, back here in the distance and so he starts pointing out these little panels that start describing to you like the emperors of Sharima and um the conflicts that ensued between the Shariman leaders and as they're trying to both um, overtake the area and also defend it against uh, warring empires. Oh, and so, it's so beautiful. And, and, and he's like, and he's okay. Now he's like walking you down and starting to find it. So these artifacts were found in the ruins of Sharima, and and as you get closer, and so, and so he's just like going total, like he's nerding out as much as possible, and and he's just excited that someone else wants to know about this. Stuff I too. love all of it. <laughs> Yeah, so some of the major wars that you would encounter over the course of this is there's the rise and fall of Sharima itself. So there was the war against Akathia, which is some ancient society uh, that was conquered by the Sharimans and they rebelled. And you all, as Star Guardians, are aware that the, the Void, which is kind of like the dark entities beyond, 
were involved in that Cathian War. Um, there's still some mystery around that, um, but that's one of the first places where they broke through. The Empress of the Void is involved in that, and a whole slew of different things. But probably what catches your eye the most in the midst of it is there are all kinds of, especially when you're looking at the Shuriman artifacts, mm -hmm. you see these artifacts have all kinds of intricate magical, it's a little bit of a different, it's a little outside of your purview. Like right. you're kind of modern hex tech and you're looking right, at like war machines, power, like you, you guys, uh, you distill the power of magic into like a, like a source of energy for it. You on the other hand are seeing a lot of what really interesting here at Shurima is there are a lot of fascinating things that are like the essence of magic itself. So these are entities like technology that is like a step more pure than hex tech um, and whatnot. Um, and then uh, don't have anything I can do that. I think as you're going through this, um, I want well I want to hear where everyone else is. Zach, Zaya, what are you guys doing? As they is Ezreal just kind of like. Ezreal and Ziggs just immediately, bam, off, and they're studying Shurima on their way to the Noxian Wars and whatnot. But, like, what are you two doing here? You're in their group. So, I think Zaya would be reluctantly following behind. Um, not, not interested in history, but probably more interested about what's going on out front. Uh, with Vi and Caitlin, obviously, like, would have seen them around mm -hmm. and kind of can gather what's going on. And so I think that um, any sort of glimpse uh, that I could get of their conversation um, is <laughs> is what I would be. There's a fly. No, Sorry. It's pigeon. Oh. There are pigeons on dadgum windowsill. Oh, sorry. The cat just gave us all a party. Sorry, our cats. No, cats are attacking birds. Um, and so I think I'm looking for the. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for our museum here, we've got a, as you're sorry. coming up with that, we've got an aspect which is history is at your fingertips. So, mm -hmm. I think I would like to, if I can, um, try to, I'm just being real sneaky today, um, try to be sneaky, and okay. like if I can roll that, to try and like overhear conversation, and act like I'm looking at what's going on, but really be paying more attention to... Yeah. Gathering what's going So as you go ahead and roll me uh, a sneaky. Now, these are two professionals. They're, they're understanding what's going on. So you're going to have to do a fair job, which is okay. a two, okay. uh, to listen in on that. Um, and um, that is a, a negative. Hold on. Negative one. Yeah, negative one. Um, this, so I'm willing to give you a fate point mm -hmm. if you would take the, I'm going to figure out how to do this. Basically, this is, we can craft this aspect here. I'm willing to give you a fate point if you want to take this thing where you can totally hear what the conversation is, mm -hmm. but you get caught. Okay. Like Vi and Caitlin, like. Yeah. 
spot you and mm-hmm. they can tell you're listening. Yep. And you get uh, kind of like maybe not on their bad side, but like they're wary of me. Yeah. So what would be our aspect for that? Because I'll tell you, I'm more than happy to tell you what their conversation is, but you're just going to be caught in the midst of it as you try and, like, cool over to listen to them. That's fine. What would be, what's an aspect we can get for that, you guys? Mm. I need some help coming up with that one. Um, man. Um. You guys can chime in here. Yeah, I'm trying to think, too. Caught red-handed? Caught red-handed. Or, like, if this is her first encounter with the law, maybe something like I'm developing a reputation, or even if it's not her first time, just That's I'm good. developing a reputation. Yes, suspect. Yes, I'm de- I, I like that. You, yeah, I'm developing a reputation. So here you go, and don't and you get a fake point. Thank you. And remember, you guys can spend fake points to find stuff, create aspects basically change the story to go where you want to go um so as you are you kind of lean in you hear caitlin and vi talking and um before before they kind of you you get a little too close you the reason that you get so enthralled is they talk about um well there's this relic that's been stolen there's a relic that's been stolen. Um, it is of a ancient, it's not really associated with any of the known, um, like it's older than Sharima. Like one of the oldest relics in the, it's from the Rune Wars, which is like pre-everything. Um, and it, it's gotten stolen and the only evidence they have to go off of is there are these, a few, bright teal feathers that were found at the scene itself. Um, And it is, it's suspicious this relic has absolutely vanished and it's concerning, not not a ton of people know the full extent of what the relic, like what all that it was. Uh, they don't talk about what it looks like or any of that. They just this this relic has been stolen, and the only evidence that has been found at the scene. Uh, how do they how do they address you? Like, how, tell me how you get caught, and how they respond to you. Um. So, I would be pretending to look at something like a piece. As I get closer, I'm like looking at the relics around, or like you know the different yeah. pieces, exhibits. Um, but there when the entrance of the Shireman one as well, but as I get closer to them, they kind of sense that I'm, um, you know, listening to them because they look at me and when I look away to, cause I was not sneaky, uh, no. <laughs> I was negative sneaky. And so when I look away to pretend like I'm looking at something, I'm looking at a blank wall. <laughs> um, and so, um, <laughs> Vi is the one to approach me first because she's more of the like. She's very much in the face, yeah. Right, uh, and she goes police business, right, and kind of gets agitated with me. Uh, and Caitlin kind of like walks over and, and tempers Vi a little bit, 
and essentially in her British accent that I can't do because you'll lose viewers because it's so bad or listeners. It's a good thing no one's watching this. That's why I adapted that. Um, Essentially, she's going to say, like, scram. Like, this isn't your business, kid. All right, and so uh, by coming like, hey, this is police business, kid, and no offense, but it's not your place. Move along. And... uh, uh, Caitlin comes up behind and says, Oh, fine. Yes, dear, you, this is, I understand you might be curious and whatnot, but I'm going to ask you to move, uh, step in. I know that from what I heard, you've got to be in over with your, um, your classes and whatnot. So go ahead and step on over uh, and, and move along. Uh, just and keep inside the, the, the rails. Thank you. Hope you have a good day. Um, and then they kind of move off and continue their conversation. And they're going through and starting to talk with the... You see them talking to the curator and a number of other things. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach, what are you doing while the oh. someone's fascinated in history and someone else is trying to sneak out but doesn't? So, um, first, uh, when Zaya starts to like move away, I would like to make a careful roll. Okay. And I'll explain it. I'll explain it based on its success or failure. What happens? But sure. I, I want to make a careful roll as she is starting to move away. To follow so this her. Is not to follow. No, 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 no. This is literally. I'm stand like we're standing in a group, and she starts to move away, and I am making a careful roll. Okay. Then I'm just gonna make it mediocre. Or I'm, okay. I'm just let's yeah, because I don't know what it is. So yeah, mediocre. So zero. Okay, minus two, plus one, and zero. So it's a minus one. So you fail. Okay, perfect. What happens? That's, that's, actually, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to fail a careful roll. And so as she turns around, I kind of like, because I'm still getting used to my size, I accidentally bump her, and a little bit of my goo gets on like the tip of one of her feathers and goes oh. with her. And so um, fast forward, I'm just kind of taking in the museum, and I'm just standing put. And then I suddenly realize I'm missing a glob. And I, like, look over at Zaya. And uh, Zaya, as she's, like, finished this whole confrontation, she just suddenly hears this voice as she's walking, being told to walk away. Oh, man, I hate it when this happens. <laughs> oh, man, I hate when this happens. I, Is it coming from the goo on her shoulder? It's coming from the tiny little goo on her on, yes. on the feather that I, I, that I, I accidentally brushed scream. on her. It's like, like, this that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so grossed out. <laughs> okay. Um, and I walk I walk over to Zaya, and I'm just like, there, there, there's plenty of me to go around, and I just get it back from her. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zaya, you, you, you scream, and I'm going to compel okay. your, I'm developing a reputation. Oh, um, okay. So you walk around and immediately scream. So... The way this works, coach me on this, those of you who are, help me on here, I'm going to compel your I'm developing a reputation. Mm-hmm. So that means I'm going to use that aspect to basically get you, I'm not asking for a role here. Nope. Nope. You are going to be busted from the cops and the curator. And so I give you a fake point because I'm compelling it and we use that, we use that. Since I've compelled your aspect, you get another fake point. I'm trying to give you things to spend here to <laughs> manipulate the story. Uh, you can either refuse that for a fake point, 
Because what is essentially going to happen is they're going to, like, take you away. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're going to get busted and in trouble. Okay, yeah, I'm going to refuse that. So you spend a fate point. Yep. So give me another one, right? Yep. yep. You give me a fate point to say, no, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. So even though, yeah. so you do scream. I scream, but I, like, run into the bathroom or make it look like I've gotten hurt. So as, as you uh, you scream and Zach says this stuff, I, I oh, Ezreal cool. is, like, deeply, uh, he's going on and on about Shurimans. So like, these are these are known as the Dormoon, and they're these giant creatures that uh-huh. a lot of the Shurimans are living. Oh, my God. Yeah, Zach, you all right? Oh, oh, come back. Come over here. We're, 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 we're just about to move on to Noxia, but I don't want you to miss this part. They're so explosive. Like, their energy is amazing. So so this is this chitinous plate that, uh-huh. that, that protects them. And he just keeps going on about the, the history of these Shuriman creatures. She will a little forlornly walk over uh, because she picked up on the teal feathers mm-hmm. and knows where those came from. Yeah. Um, and so now as we go along, she'll be looking for... Okay. More clues and so why don't you as you do that uh give i can ask for an approach there's no skills here but i can't ask for different kinds of roles go ahead and give me uh some describe some way in which you are watching for any additional clues um so obviously having known rakan mm-hmm. in, in the way that i do and and knowing uh, kind of where he is in his in his soul or spirit or whatever. Um, I'm gonna be looking obviously for any more teal, um, and then he and I, uh, because of our past, I would be looking for for like scratch marks or um, any sense that he had some of my old weapons. Right. How do you do that? So oh. give me an approach so I can give you a roll. So basically, oh like, oh oh, I yeah. understand. I understand. So the, understand. So the reverse of how this uh, is is like this is what I want you to do. Yeah, Tell yeah, me yeah. how you do it. I would do it cleverly. Okay, so go ahead and give me a clever roll as you're looking for like scratch marks and other evidence of his passage. Um, and remember, you have aspects that you can invoke here, right? So you mm-hmm. can give yourself bonuses based on your aspect. Okay, so I search the night skies for my love. Right, so for this, it's I'm going to give you, uh, this is going to be a contested, because I'm going to set my D's, I'm going to set my skill there. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're going to roll, I'm going to roll, and this was a effort before, oh, sweet Jemima. Uh, this. What did you roll? Three. Three. Or do I add anything for my aspect? You'll add two. So you can either add two uh-huh. or um, re-roll. Okay, whole I'll add two thing. because that would be five. Okay, so you get five. Um, this effort uh, did not do super well. So this was... Rolled a zero <laughs> on this effort, um, and so you succeeded with profound style. You succeeded with style as you guys continue through this little tour um, and are going through the bits of it. You actually are able to, amid all the like chaos, 
that is the, the tile floors, everything in this particular region of the museum, you actually pick up on the Vestayan like claw marks on this and you kind of spot it head off into in this section of this Shireman Museum where there and this is like think British Museum style like glass cases with relics and different things that you can walking through here you see obviously why Ezreal is so enthralled with this. And so this is right, okay, so these northern territories got assimilated into Noxian, so the next uh -huh. room right over is going to be our Noxian room as oh, we get yeah, in there, but yeah, 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 these yeah. were the first ones to leave Shurima and actually enter into the Noxian Empire, and the Immortal right. Bastion is just going to be right through there, so we're going to go that way really okay. quickly here. All right. And so as you, and, and in this section, as you start heading towards the Noxian, whatever, you note that in one of these kind of side hovels in the larger space itself, you find that there's kind of this it's one of the lost art, the lost relics ones that you spot, and you see the claw marks step in there. And as you guys pass by this, you note that like that area is closed. Um, I wanna, um, I'm gonna offer up my trouble. Okay. Which is, ooh, that looks interesting. Yeah. Um, and as I'm deeply enthralled with like sharing with Ziggs because he seems to just be right. eating You've up been everything. And I have, and I'm and I'm curious because it's not typically it's typically uh, one of those areas you kind of have to pay to get into. It's a little like the extra, um, uh, uh, what is that, the, the exhibit room that yeah. you kind of have to like there's not a, not typically an included. On older relics, right? Right, yeah. and and uh, but Ezreal's gonna I'm gonna wanna I'm gonna wanna get in there. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm gonna try to keep everybody else on track with our our pace through the museum, so I'm not noticed as much. Um, so I'm going to try and do a sneaky okay. uh, to get in there, um, yeah. but but I'm 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 kind of leading our troop forward in the like this, and then the Noxius is coming up next, and uh, and um, so so this be using your at your trouble. Well, I'm offering your compel here, so I would get no. A... I'm on I'm on board with the compel. Mm -hmm. This is a hundred percent on board. Yeah, so there's your fake point. Yeah. But, and, and this is like, you, ooh, that looks interesting. Something from here has been taken. This is, and you can see the clue you've been, a, you've been, you're a star guardian, you're a high school student, you're a star guardian. This is where you see a lot of kind of the, the red tape is put up, and you want to get in and find out what relic. <laughs> and this is, and this is going to be difficult. This is so a good. Well, I rolled four, um, four negatives. <laughs> And, and my sneaky is a plus one. Oh, no. So I have a negative three. Is and the shift is. The shift would be so yeah. the shift. So I, this was set it good because this is like. Mm. So this is like a three. really bad failure here. But I'm excited. What happens? That feels so, so appropriate for my trouble. So um, I, I start sneaking into this room and I'm 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 ducking beyond the, so the caution tape. What are the so before we go to that? Yeah. What are the three? What do the rest of you do? So first thing is I want to know what have you told them to let to in, to try to convince them to move yes. forward? So, yeah. Walk me through this role play. You're trying to get them to go. Yeah. So as we so as we off. get into uh, as we see that these northern territories uh -huh. are being um, assimilated into the Noxian Empire. Right. Um, the next exhibit. This is probably the one that I think for our project's sake I want to make sure that we uh, really spend the most time with and so we're gonna we're gonna land there that's the immortal bastion it's probably one of the oldest it's older than Noxia itself uh, legend goes that Mordekaiser was the one to actually like help craft it with his own hands uh, it, right exactly and so uh, I, 
I'm, you're probably going to need to take a lot of notes. I know a lot about it already because right. I spent a lot of time in the museum here. Um, but, uh, you like, you're, you, you, right? This really belongs in a museum. And so uh, it's really interesting, and I think you could probably t- take a lot of notes on that for our project's sake. And as, as I'm as I'm kind of getting them to kind of get distracted with the uh, with the the history of Noxia uh, with Noxus and and the the kind of the Iron Bastion or uh, Immortal Bastion, Immortal Bastion. Yeah. and uh, meanwhile I'm I'm kind of like taking a couple of steps off to the side to try and like go back towards the uh, back towards the the relics space. And so, how do you three respond to this? Uh... Uh, I hear crafting, and I'm right there. <laughs> I'm gonna go off into the where they where I think there's more crafting going on, or instruments being built, or something from Noxia's history. Yeah, uh, Zach. What are you doing? As Zach's probably this? along for the ride. Zach's probably just along for the ride. Like, eh, okay. <laughs> uh, and and Zaya, oh, Zaya's running away. Terribly sorry. Zaya's running back. Uh, and then you can, uh, we'll, we'll take a, we're about to our next scene change, so we'll take a break in just a second. Okay, okay. great. Um, so your, um, the spot that you see, you see these talon marks mm-hmm. heading into this space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I want to, I, either, how are you responding to this? So you're trying to, you, they're trying to get you the Immortal Bastion, and just for fun, I would like for you to roll against his sneaky with some. I want you to con- uh, with. I want you to roll clever. Okay. Because you're. This shouldn't be profoundly difficult unless you absolutely fail. Roll clever for me. And you rolled a what? Negative. Negative three. Negative three. Hot. Yeah. What did you roll? A one. So a shift of two is a success, <laughs> or a shift of three actually. No, it's a shift of four. Shift it's a of positive four. One, yeah. You you clock Ezreal. You've worked with him before. You've been on the same team as him. He is pulling the wool over you guys' eyes, and he is he is going to go in there. Great. You know him well. Great. Um, I mean, I I also am gonna go in there. All right. So. The two of you. What are you doing? The same thing you're doing. Okay, well, stay out of my way. You stay out of my way. This is and as you guys, and you start, you kind of like look around. You don't see anyone in the museum, at least in this little section here. Mm -hmm. And as you two dart behind the red tape, the thing that catches you off guard the most is how easily you get in. No alarms go off. But as you step through and under and kind of around the red tape into the larger relic room, you step into this, it's probably maybe 25, 30 feet, like exhibit room, glass cases and whatnot. You see glass shattered all over the ground. Mm -hmm. Display cases destroyed. Um all manner of kind of debris. There are artifacts that are, like the stands, it looks more like the glass was shattered, not like an explosion outward, but just something broke the glass. Mm. Um, so, uh, and the the dark here 
Are we getting that same sensation the from before? Same. And and for you guys, you've encountered the dark star. You've seen some of these things from beyond the cosmos and the terrors and whatnot. You like this is not just there's dim light in here because the light bulbs were broken. There's like there is like a, a, a I don't want to use the word writhing because it's not it's not like writhing, but like there's a there's a movement. There's a there's a life to some of the darkness that is otherworldly. Mm. As you guys step in and see this room just all asunder. Well, being unsettled, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it one step at a time here. But I'm I'm I, I'm pretty clever, so I'm gonna try and avoid as much of the glass that's on the ground. I'm gonna stay mm -hmm. away from that as possible. Um, and I'm looking for, uh, well, I'm looking for relics that are available. Like, I'm not necessarily interested in stealing them, but I want, I, I want to investigate them, okay. kind of put together what some of the major relics are in this space, and then if there's something maybe uh, missing that should be a part of this exhibit, that's what I'm looking for specifically. As I'm looking to see, kind of noticing that this is. Um, Rye, Caitlin, and Vi were out there. I didn't hear what they had to say, nope. but I I can tell that things are, are missing, and I'm I'm interested in figuring out how to preserve what's here and also what I need to go searching for beyond this. Before Israel steps away, I would as I would stop him and say, "So you know, earlier when I screamed, yeah. Well, I was listening to Caitlin and Vi outside." Mm. And, well, there's a relic that's been stolen here. And... Okay, 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 okay. And yeah. they said it's older than Shuruma. Oh, oh, okay. All right, that helps. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what it does, though. Okay. Um, well, uh, that narrows it down. There's a lot of things that are commonplace. Not a lot of things that are older than one of the oldest civilizations here. So... I thought that was the newest civilization. Oh god, I'm gonna fail. That's, that's Zaya. You're, not gonna, you're gonna fail. Yeah, <laughs> that was Zaya. Don't worry. We'll, we'll we'll take care of that. Um. Okay. So Ezreal's gonna he's gonna keep he's he's doing a he's gonna try and overcome. Clearly, he was not sneaky enough getting in here. But I wanna mm -hmm. I wanna I wanna overcome that. Uh, foible and uh, really I'm trying to pay attention for what's missing here for sure so overcome the obstacle of missing knowledge mm -hmm. uh, and how are you going to approach doing that um, I you know I'm going to just spend a fate point to see if I can to see if I can find out what's missing here yeah that's totally fine you look through the like through the cases and kind of navigating it around and so this is this is here okay, yeah and you've here. you've been to this room before you came like the I probably yeah I probably have been this there is, a like, lot your third time and you've been through and you've looked you've looked uh, here and there etc cetera, etc cetera. and you note that the the piece that has been taken and almost at the center of this is a um, it's like a tablet, so think like those old cuneiform tablets oh. made of clay and etchings on it. But on it, there, there, you you remember there being um, the, the little plaque which still stands there reads, "This is um, this is 
uh, a mysterious artifact that originates from pre-Shuriman, uh, the pre-Shuriman era. We believe it is uh, a Rune Wars artifact, uh, not connected to any of the world runes, uh, but is speaks of an entity uh, from beyond the stars. Um, uh, and, and some scholars even speculate that the entity depicted on this tablet is maybe one of the causes of the Rune Wars, or if not that, a, um, a, uh, an aggravator of the tensions that arose during the, the Rune Wars many, many years, or, or in eras past. Um, and there are, the artifact itself isn't there, but there are like pictures of features. So like if you imagine like this feature and they kind of have a picture of it in a little piece. Mm -hmm. And there's one picture that has uh, what looks like a kind of a hieroglyph of a sleeping person. And then this, uh, it kind of like zooms in on this piece where there's writing and then there's a picture of what looks like a sleeping individual. And then like a, like a, a face or, or teeth near the bed, like a monster under the bed, like Boogeyman. Um, and there's another spot that kind of uh, speaks in and you see like it zooms in on this portion of it and it has this really intricate, like, you guys have encountered magic before, uh, especially as a Vestayan, you've seen magic. And there's like glyphs and whatnot around what this is. And then the last piece you see is um, what looks like this kind of, again, hieroglyph of sorts of a entity like arms out and up being drawn in through a triangle into a, into a, like a geometric shape. So almost like up and out and being and either emerging or being drawn to um, this, this shape. While they're going through that, Zach, Ziggs, you get to the Immortal Bastion, and you get to the, like, you kind of go around the corner to the Noxian exhibit, and there's, there's a moment where you get lost in the, in the throes of this. Um, I don't really have a, a yeah, where just, like, with all the different things that have been built and made fascinating, you, you get, like, two three or four minutes before you realize there's no running dialogue no from Ezreal. Israel. And you turn around and you see Zaya and Ezreal are yeah. gone. I mean, I was looking at it. Uh, what happened to the guy who was... Ezreal? Uh, I'm missing your commentary. And, um, mm, uh, hey, 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 Zach. Did you see him go anywhere? Uh, no, not again. Uh, I, uh, uh, I think that, uh, they went off on their own again. I think I have all my bits this time. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, oh, did you lo You lost another piece? No, no, I, I don't think I did. Uh, okay, uh, you, you gotta be careful with that. I mean, you can only lose so much of you. I, I mean, look, this is gonna get messy. Look at all the glass anyway. You guys are not in there. You're in the Noxian exhibit. Right. You just oh, the know, Noxian exhibit? Gotcha. Yeah, so okay. you, guys, you guys have walked down the hall and somehow Ezreal and Zaya have just Dang it. All right. Uh, uh, do you look for anything shiny. He probably was drawn to that. Oh, well, let's put some spring in our step. All right. And we will backtrack. <laughs> sure. Um, 
coming around the corner, it is quick enough for you to, like, the only, like, there's only one other spot they could have gone, but you see, I want, I want to, I want to hear how you two get, like, this is a roped off area, it's mm -hmm. red tape, how do you guys get in? And at this point, you see one of the other groups of your classmates starting to come and pass by, like, a couple folks in the hallway, um, starting to, they went, they went to the left and they've been circling around and they're on their way back through, and so... What do you, how do you guys, how are you guys, what are you guys doing here? I have an idea. What does what, what Zach, I want to give Zach an opportunity to hear her first. <laughs> I mean, I don't, if, if we're going to walk in the room, Zach literally just walks through the tape. <laughs> that's, that's it. He doesn't realize what it is. It's just like, okay, it's another room. There's tape, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, if Ziggs, if Ziggs makes any indication that like we yeah, I think he'd he probably... figure out how to be sneakier with the class. Then he's probably just gonna follow Ziggs. Okay. Um, if he's gonna, walk, I'm I'm gonna take out some like yeah. little little how do you things. Overcome this obstacle. There we go. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I'm gonna take out some little little tiny sparkling bolts in my hand. Uh, okay. Little tiny, uh, explosive little hex tech there. <laughs> okay. Um, little little tiny tiny explosives, and I'm uh -huh. gonna toss them about as far as I can into the Shrima exhibit. Okay. So the other classmate or the other group of class students will go there instead of look at me <laughs> which is great but hey there can never be an explosion can... that's too small that's why i grabbed six of them <laughs> so i'm gonna give you a fate point here if that goes you can do that and that will work but can i give you a fate point yeah to let's, go terribly let's take wrong? a fate <laughs> uh so um, you can either accept i don't know how to ask use... this but because of my bigger is better aspect, oh, no. I'm gonna get really excited by the bigger he makes this explosion. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that just that the, really just plays well. Byproduct. I'm not like assisting him in any way, but there will be a visible, will be a visible reaction from Zach based on how big this is. <laughs> okay. Um, no, with the fake point. Okay. If you're gonna take this, I you it will work. Okay. Yes. But it's gonna go bad, and I'm gonna give you an aspect that. Uh, so basically, if you accept this fate point, um, well, here's here's what we do. I'm learning how to, to narrate this. You take the six. I'm okay. not gonna make you roll. Okay. You're going to take those six bolts and you just throw them into the other room. Yeah. And as you throw them, you're like, yeah, this is gonna be great. And then you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done six. And they're gonna land all amid like priceless Shireen relics, and they are going. And Zach goes, to... "This is gonna get messy." Like, don't worry, don't worry, I got this. And so, in the moment yeah. before they explode and so, uh, ruin some pristine displays and cause a massive explosion, I'm going to give you a fade point if you let it happen. But you're going to receive the you're going to receive the uh, aspect. Uh, um, it's going to be something like uh, suspect. That, you are now a suspect. That makes sense. I'm explosive. That, so sure. right, you can take the fake point, or you can refuse it. Mm -hmm. Give me a fake point, okay. and tell me how you correct it before it goes horribly wrong. Do you want the fake point, or do you want to be considered a suspect by the police in the Ooh, investigation? Oh, no. Um, does, Zig, 
Ziggs indicate verbally that he did too much? Yes. Roll? Mm. Okay. I want you to roll clever. I want, no, I want Zach to, because this is going to be, I feel like this is easy to read if you understand human emotion, or like right. and emotion, you... and you're new. So I want new. you to oh, yeah, roll, and this is, it's going to be, me. it's going to be uh, mediocre, so it's just a zero, but I want you to re roll a clever. Um, that is, let's see, that's a one. So you succeed? Yeah, you can, you know, like, yeah. you read that this is, okay, don't oh, worry, no, I got this his, isn't good. Oh, no. <laughs> so. Well, here's my, here's my question. When does Zach get this? Is it mid-throw? Is it after they're thrown and landed? They've is it landed. when is it? They've landed. We're still How trying to decide if Ziggs is going to take my fate point or not. You're going to yeah, take okay, it. Far, it's going to go wrong. How far away was... <laughs> Unless, this, unless you can fix how, it. Well, no, it's it's going to go. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take it. Whatever. It's okay, fine. So let's just take it. Let's keep playing. So <laughs> you have this moment, and you just watch his eyes go wide, Zach. So, and you uh, you know Ziggs well enough that you're like, oh, this is this is too much, and it is going to. You just hear four more than I needed to do. Yeah, like two more than, like three more than you should have. And this room is like, it's, it's not, yeah, glass is shattered, shelving is knocked over. The two of you hear this explosion go yeah. off. Yeah, not happy. <laughs> and immediately you hear, oh yeah, I get to punch something now. And oh, you hear no. the, do, 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 and we're going to slow to a scene here, and uh, for our sanities, uh, I'm gonna pause us, mm -hmm. and then we'll pick this up in a moment. Okay. So, if and you now miss we're live again, but not necessarily recording, because I can edit this little chart right. here. I was gonna say, so if you missed it, I was asking Guy kind of the question of like, okay, I don't, help me understand the balance of we are incognito versus like, yeah. Not. Yeah, where am I going? Yeah. When do I get to transform into a star guard? Well, and like, where do I, where do I shift into? I'm in combatish mode as opposed to like I'm in incognito mode. And mm -hmm. and guy's answer was about darkness. Something about like when the darkness. darkness... Oh, you'll, you'll, it will be abundantly clear. But like, we have people coming you, to capture me because I exploded an entire room. Well, in fact, come to the explosion. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got it. And like, Vi's not a. By the way. Bad guy per se. She's a, an enforcer, and so yeah. Uh, Try not to touch it. She's like a yeah. She's a rough police officer kind of. Kind of. She's an enforcer. Yeah. Yeah. That and is so, also hot. It's hot that I drink hot water. No. We're talking about pizza. We're talking about all the things. All of the things are hot right now. He is weird. He is weird. Drinking his hot water. I mean, if you're like sick, I guess, but yeah. you know. He does it all the time. Hmm. It's yeah. his preferred water state. Yep. Mine is the antithesis. Because it's the most natural. Hot water is not natural. Mm -hmm. Lukewarm is what natural. That is not natural. Lukewarm. That room, is room like temperature. Frigid water that hurts your throat. I love cold frigid water that hurts, hurts my throat. Your throat. Yeah, especially in death degrees. Outside. All right. Speaking of death. Um, <laughs> Great. Hold on. Now we're cutting back into an official moment where I'm going to figure out how to edit that in. How to edit all of that. I don't know. I'm not a professional editor. I don't know what I'm doing in my life. Um, 
So, um, yeah, I'm going to throw stuff in later like that because I just want to use what I have at my disposal because Spotify really screws with Discord. Okay, um, so around the corner, there's a loud explosion. There is um, a, uh, you hear the sound of Vi coming around the corner to uh, investigate whatever the explosion is. Excited to finally be punching something and not looking at whatever this is. Um, as you all kind of like, and this is, this is happening just outside the room you guys are in. So this is all in basically the same room. Yeah, so it's we not... We want to think about it. We have a zone. We have a single zone. So the zone. first zone is going to be... Um, is that the Sharima exhibit? Uh, we'll call it the, the Sharima exhibit. Yeah. So for y'all's sanity, I don't know how I'm going to be able to really show this to you, Elliot. So you're just going to employ your your big, beautiful brain. Along um, with our listeners. Because... Yeah, They're also going to have to figure it out. Right. And so I, we have podcast listeners that are going to have just wonderful imaginations here. I'm going to draw it on a piece of paper for you guys to visualize to do this. But so there's the Shereman exhibit. There's the lost or the, the ancient relics exhibit, which is off. Uh, which is where Zaya and yep. Ezreal are, right? Mm-hmm. Zaya and Ezreal are in the, are in the lost relics. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write these down so I don't forget. So lost relics. Uh, and then the Shereman exhibit. Uh, Shereman exhibit. That's a zone. And then the lost relics. And then, uh, like the entrance mm-hmm. is the last zone. So, entrance, Sharima, and lost relics. Um, you hear this coming from the entrance. Uh, so, it's entrance, Sharima, lost relics in that order. Sharima's in the middle. You all uh, hear the explosion. I'm going to give you guys one response before we move to the next moment in this little bullet time scene here. Hmm. <clears throat> you get one kind of, whoop, you guys hear, Pew! how do you respond to the explosion? Um, uh-oh, and I'm going to like quickly dart into that room, like, where'd that bomb go? I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh um, and you're, you just, you, so your first action is you guys are in, you guys are in the room and you hear the explosion and then you just, you guys just see Ziggs appear at the Zoom. entrance of your little lost relics room and you're like, and you just see him. <laughs> don't, don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> um, and I did not do that. You are met with this same scene, shattered glass everywhere. The room itself is dark um, and you also spot some of these different things. Zach, what are you uh, where are you at? How do you? Well, even though I recognize that Ziggs made a mistake, I still got super excited <laughs> from the explosion, and probably little bits of some of the displays probably flew this way and just like got embedded in my goo. But I'm just like, all right, and I just get really big, just like in excitement, just like eh, my ears. Okay. And uh, I'm just kind of watching the the chaos, and then I'm like, hey, what? Ah, oh, Ziggs, you'd be such a stiff. <laughs> And are you uh, are you attempting to follow him? No, I'm probably saying it towards him as he's like dodging out of the way to hide. <laughs> right. So he darts into the room, and you are left alone here. Um, and as this all occurs, the three of you uh, 
there are the three of you in that room immediately uh, look about it and uh, up in the top right of the room where you guys looking at all the displays on the bottom didn't see it in the darkest corner of the whole room you see um, this ever so faint ever like teal blue cloak sweep back and reveal a stone tablet about a foot, foot and a half around and you see the form of Ragan and he looks at the three of you and goes <laughs> well now we get to have a little bit of chaos oh hi Zaya, hope you have fun and he drops this tablet and it falls to the ground and as it falls you see the runes on it begun, begin to open up, and you hear darkness. And this room will be plunged into shadow as an entity emerges. Like the tablet strikes the floor, and you watch the darkness that was in the room like shift into like you're in a space between an ethereal realm. And like an, like a like a, a, a cast a, 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 like a cascade of black night and stars across a dark open plain made of sand with these pit traps around them and cave like almost emerging out of a cave wall, your nightmares in different aspects come into being in a sense, as this creature emerges from the shattered relic up into the room. Zach, you hear that out of the corner of your ear hole? It resonates in your goo. You acknowledge that, like, and, and your star guardian nature feels the, like, temporal shift of this. So the, the lost relics room is going to shift into a uh, need to cr I want to create an aspect for this portion here uh, that's kind of like um, uh, uh, temporal warp or, or, or reality is warped warped reality so it's the lost relics room but it has the aspect warped reality for you guys to use does it still look the same, but we can feel, or is it like completely everywhere where there is darkness, which is everywhere, right? So the physical aspects of the room are still there, but it's almost like where the darkness is on the walls has expanded out into like Just a darkness. kind of a cosmic space. Got so it. Imagine kind of like desert of dreams type thing where the sands go out the sand, the ground turns to sand, and mm. where there are like relics that's the where the relics are, they kind of shift into like stone. So the relics are there, but the, the, the displays are stone. The ground is still covered in glass. So the ground is covered in glass, but you kind of step into this weird liminal space between the dreamscape reality of whatever this thing has been, con whatever Rakan has conjured here, and the reality of the mu the lost 
the room of lost relics in your um, that and um, I think here the moment comes to you you hear the calling of the first light in your being that a darkness has been released in your presence and you must respond I think I am compelling all of you that this time we decide our own destiny and you all get another fate point because I'm compelling it stays oh it does yeah it's an aspect of the scene so it doesn't have a if they have a little circle it's a one that's use that's the one use okay. yep this one is just we are in a world where yeah. I can compel that of them so you all regardless of the situation or where you are so Zach you're transforming in front of witnesses mm -hmm. um, wait wait can I can I argue that I feel the compelling but I and I'm going to but like I'm going to take a moment real quick and I'll explain why when you're done sure can you uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have you refuse my compel here so you can give me one of your fate points to refuse my compel and it's as simple as that you just spend a fate point to say no I do this the rest of okay, you. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna of, spend. A, I'm gonna spend a fate point for that. Okay, okay and then the rest of you gain a fate point, right? I'm giving you so many to use. Oh, I'm gonna start burning them. Don't you worry. <laughs> Ezreal's built for mistakes, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Zach, walk me through. What? What? What are you? What are you? Why are you? Okay, so Zach. Zach feels this compulsion. But because he can't directly see the threat, he just sees from the outside this, like, I'll assume, like, bubble or wall or something of warped reality. What you and... see is in the in the doorway beyond, like, where Ziggs went in, you see in the darkness beyond it. Like, it goes from, oh, that's a dark room to, like, no, that's a dark, like, it's outside. Like, it's a dark outside. You encounter the night. Sorry, go ahead. So I can't. So just to confirm, because this is what I'm. This is what I was thinking already yeah. uh, from your description. I can't see what's in the room because I'm not in it, but I can yeah. tell that it's dark. You can tell that the the fundamental reality inside the room has changed, but you can't. From is and now just let me metagame a little bit. Please. Does it look like there's like swirling of a, a reality change, or is it just like? Like, it's just, it shifts from, like, if I take a step into it, I'll immediately be in it. Or is it, like, whirling darkness or something like that? Like, I, a physical description uh, from the outside. You can see when when this, like, tablet shatters, there's almost this, like, shockwave out from where it strikes. Where, from the edge of the shockwave out, like, reality warbles into this liminal space. So you actually watch this kind of cascade of reality pass over the in, uh, over the room inside. <clears throat> Trying to think of my response here. Okay, so um, I'm just like, well, this can't be good. Uh, well, I look to my left and I look to my right and I just kind of find like two secure bearings nearby and I'm like, all right, all right. And I'm, yes. instead of invoking the, 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 the aspect that you compelled, I instead invoke the, in, to accomplish the same thing, I, it's just at a different compulsion, I instead uh, go, I was made for this. All right. 
and I grab these two things and I stretch back and I look back and I want to I want to imagine that like Vi is coming like right around the corner and seeing sure, this. Sure, 100%. She turns around to see this entity of green not wearing clothes but holding clothes in it. And I just <laughs> I and as I look back I just go How's it going? And then I release my like my pullback and I just launch into the room and the my transformation is entering the room and I like enter like a like you know I'm like flying everyone knows what Zach does he's slingshotted himself forward yeah and so all all Vi sees is just this giant green thing launch himself into the room after going like how's it going and just launches and everyone in the room is like oh my gosh there's this darkness and suddenly there's just this I'm just flying in but as I'm hitting this reality warp that is when my transformation begins um and <laughs> whether zach purposeful or not i would into say what i said how does zach transform into star guardian zach this is your moment so it really uh what it starts with his school uniform <laughs> that is inside of him um <laughs> you just notice that the clothes start to um swirl and glow and grow uh, outward onto him and it actually becomes like a fitting suit containing his form and <laughs> as soon as the like clothes grow to match his current state which is kind of bulbous like just a flying blob the moment <laughs> that they kind of hit his form uh, then you see the like you see like glitter start to like fifth throughout his goo and swirl inside his being and so when he lands in the middle of the room, he like splashes down and his Star Guardian uniform kind of just always in weird, not really definable ways, just always conforms to his size. And it doesn't necessarily always look like shirt and pants. It's just something containing his goo. <laughs> and he Elastic hits world. and you just see like a, a big splash of glitter and resulting in puddles all around the room. And he's slightly smaller. But he like gets up and he's just like, uh, oh, let me see if I can find a good line for him right here. <clears throat> I can't think of a good one. He just goes, uh, these jerks don't know when to quit, you know, because this probably isn't his first rodeo with the guys. We'll steal that line. No, nope, he just lands, pops up. He's got a little bit of glitter around the room, but he's just like, these guys don't know when to quit. So you are now in the uh, warped reality of the Lost Relics room. And Correct. around you, you see the cascade of transformations as you go. Who's going next? What's your transformation look like? Yeah, so Ezreal uh, is like, oh, my God, okay, uh, here we go. And he uh, he reaches up into the sky, and, and the, uh, the gauntlet that he constantly wears expands just slightly. Uh, and his uh, his aspect, his medium, um, pops out, and Yuto, um, this like flying cat-looking creature with wings, um, swirls around him. And as it does, he, his uh, school uniform transforms as he uh, embraces his Star Guardian uniform, which he actually doesn't hate. It doesn't look like a sailor sort of uniform. Instead, it looks more like uh, a, 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 a kind of academic meets. Uh, arcade sort of thing where he's got this blue um, star gem that's affixed to um, kind of uh, center of his chest and it, it comes out with this um, kind of white 
high collared uh, top that flares out at his waist um, uh, white pants and these blue uh, teal turquoise kind of uh, gauntlets uh, and Yuto um, flies about and then rests on top of the gauntlet and kind of melds into it as the gauntlet flares out and and uh, Ezreal looks up at this uh, nightmarish entity and is as freaked out as he is he's like Yuto says you're ugly I agree <laughs> <laughs> Next to you, who's transforming next? Here, wait, before we get to the next transformation, I want it to be noted that the fate point that I gave you to resist the compelling was mm-hmm. simply to not transform in front of witnesses. Yes. Okay, yes. I just want to note that. And Zach does not appear to have a, a buddy. Like one of his, like the Star Guardian creature buddies. He doesn't appear to have one. Got it. All right, noted. Um, so Zaya is pretty close to Ezreal, uh, like physically, because we were standing next to each other. Um, and so she always wears kind of this jacket with feathers on, uh, her shoulders, um, specifically her left shoulder. And so as she feels like that compulsion, um, the first thing that happens is her feathers kind of like sprout and seem to remove themselves from her shoulder. Um, and so her little magical medium, Saki, this little, like, colorful, almost like a, um, oh, shoot. What are the birds? They're really peacock. Peacock. It's like a peacocky (laughs) color, um, but with more purple. Um, I am just, this is going to be interesting when people listen to me describe a peacock. Okay, great. Um, but it, like, poofs out of her arm and starts kind of, like, swirling around her. Um, and so as, uh, Saki go, like, flies around her, it's almost like a Sailor Moon-esque, like, from top, bottom. Uh, she goes from, like, that rich purple that she normally wears, kind of her signature color, uh, to more of a teal and white and, like, fluorescent purple. Um, and so, uh, just as Saki gets to the bottom... Um, she flies back up, lands on the shoulder, and Zaya is transformed. And Ziggs. Ziggs. Uh, Ziggs takes a little tiny, tiny explosive out of his pocket. It's just a little small area of smoke bomb, and he throws it at his feet, which goes around him. Um, as you and you see, you don't see because he's gonna pop out of smoke. But as when he does, his his uniform, school uniform, turns into blues and whites and reds. And he has got to compete. He has these green goggles over his eyes, and he even has this little piece from his pants that's covering his tail. So he's just got this like weird thumping tail now. Um, but he takes out. His little buddy, Flump, and he holds it above his head. And it's this little guy looks like a bob from Super Mario Brothers. I love it. And he goes, you ready for a thump, a thump, thump? <laughs> and uh, from up in the corner, you hear Rakan. Well, you're all looking splendid today. Zaya, you always look better in darker colors. But hey, we're here for the show. And um, I, we're going we're gonna to work through this scenario. Um... The so it's everyone's quick stat. So um, uh, yes, quick. I'm gonna be improvising something really quick here. But yeah, so everyone, look at your quick stat and tell me what your quick stat number is. 
two, three, one. one. And then Zach, you're gonna have to tell me in just a one. One. <laughs> also, um, would my slingshotting into the room have counted as a stunt? Uh, do you have any stunts? The only one is the ultimate, that, the, the one-off that you Yeah, let's do would, that. Yeah. Um, so, to, it, so your stunt would be because I'm uh, elastic, when I... Slingshot. <laughs> when I slingshot... Ice at a foe, because we only have one zone here, and I want you to be able to use this. Uh, when I slingshot at a foe, I get plus two to my defense after I slingshot. For like your, you get plus two on your defense next turn. Like an evasion. Yeah. Does that work? I'm writing it down. We'll figure out how that works and play it as we do. I also want to note that I did make glitter puddles of myself around the room. <laughs> yes, so you are going to have created an advantage with that, which create, this is where we're going to have a billion aspects. So uh, let's, let's have our spaces ready. Um, I'm going to move the microphone slightly. I'm going to need more paper. Yep. Also, I found the better line. The better line would have been, someone's about to get hurt. That is a good those, line. So those, uh, reality is warped. I kind of want to be able to see these two, so I don't know how you guys want to be able to set this up. We could just set them flat. That works too. Um, that way everyone can see. Um, so your glitter puddles are going to be an aspect where you can, ooh, um, what the glitter puddles will be is you can reduce one shift of damage or rest, oh yeah, that's how we'll do it. So this is your ability actually, when you make a glitter puddle, so maybe it's not your slingshot, it's, um, when you create an advantage or attack. You create, you, oh, no, that would work. So create an advantage where if you step on a glitter puddle, you can relieve one shift of damage. Got it. Something like that. So that in, that's his like healing aspect as well. Um, all right, and then for my others, we have, so I'm going to get, oh, it's going to go over here. There's our zones. Okay, so quicks again. So Zaya and this. <coughs> Uh, and then for twos, we have Ezreal. Ezreal, mm -hmm. why? <laughs> uh, ah! Sorry. 
I will say it is a lot easier to improvise some of the stuff because it's literally designed to be made up on the fly. DM string. Okay, so there's these. Okay. And then there's that. And that. And then so minor here. And then one yep. would be Zach, what's your quick score? Plus one. Great. So at the top of this little situation. Zaya, mm -hmm. you, um, I want you, we're going to do it like this. I think we're going to do a contested quick okay. here. So I want you to roll your quickness. Again, anytime I make you do a roll, you can invoke any aspects to try and contribute to that. Um, no one will block my path. Uh, no one will, because Rakana's involved. Totally fine. Yep. Um, let's see who goes first where. Um, oh, God. Um, this is a contested roll. What does uh, my aspect contribute? You what can either re-roll oh, or right, that's add right, that's right. two. Yeah, I'm going to re-roll. Okay. <laughs> that's a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, better, okay, yeah. it's better. Uh, so five. Five. Mm-hmm. Okay. The entity in front of you is going to, uh, let's see, one. So those cancel out, actually. Is going to invoke its aspect, embrace the darkness, to add two to its roll, taking it to a six. So it will act before you. <coughs> right. So that is. I'll so allow it. I won't spend a fake point. You can't, like, that's what you can do here. If there's rolls and I stuff, know. you can burn it to I change know. it. I know, I don't want to yet. Okay, um, so this thing is going to immediately step up, and uh, you guys see it kind of, like, shimmer and come sailing <clears throat> out of the tablet. Its form is smoke and shadow, and on its arms you see two immense wicked blades Ezreal, your history notes that they're like Akathian, like ancient, uh, huge swords on either side. Its face has, its its personage, its visage is just white eyes that trail off into smoke. It is shadow personified. Um, and it, like, the warbling of the darkness and whatnot is everything. And you immediately all feel this tremendously this terrifying like presence um and what it is going to do is uh, use its it's going to create an advantage uh and make an aspect right it's creating mm -hmm. advantage, make an aspect mm -hmm. which reads um it's in the shadows and you watch as it Make a roll here, I think, right? Because it's going to do sneaky here. Yeah, it's going to set the difficulty. Um, so, plus one. Okay. So, it's in uh, It's in the shadows. It's I... going to be its action. So, its, its act is to create an advantage, which, in, which 
creates the aspect. Uh, it's if, in the darkness. Am I allowed to spend a fate point to try and keep it out of the shadows? Mm -hmm. That would be your action. So you want to overcome. Right. Okay. 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 Got it. It's being hidden. Can you Got use it. aspects to better your chances of overcoming something? That is what an aspect is. Okay. An okay. aspect is invoking it to increase your roll mm -hmm. or to um, re-roll your dice. You can create an advantage to invoke an aspect. Okay. Or you can overcome and then uh, spend a fate point to use an aspect. Gotcha. So if you over, so you either make an aspect, use an aspect, like all everything around, if I'm understanding it correctly. Yep. yep. And it's in the darkness because it's been created in combat. It's just a one use. Correct. Okay. Yep. And so. he, because he created it, he can invoke it for free. Yes. That's what creating the advantage does. Rather than having to spend a point. He doesn't have to spend a point because he just used his turn now to create the advantage for the future. Gotcha. I'm going to track that. I'm going to keep track of my aspects over here as they go. So that's a situational advantage for him. Okay. Brilliant. It's in the darkness. And he can invoke it for free. That brings to Zaya. You're up. So Rakan's kind of up in the corner. And as the, as the whole scene shifted, you actually see that he's kind of, what was the dark corner of the room, he's now perched on top of, like, a stone outcrop. Okay. Like, the, the worlds here are blended between the two. And he's kind of, like, he's kind of, he's just kind of, like, slouched up there because he has the, as he says, nothing important. Here's an aspect for you guys of his. Nothing important should be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so I must battle the darkness that rages inside. Um, Ooh. So are you trying to get a fate point from me? So. Well, Tell what me are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, These are your actions. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um. Okay, I'm going to try to overcome the darkness that is inside Rakan. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, okay. In what, in what way? So like, what are you trying to do to get him to stop, to get him to come back? You know he's to, corrupted. Right, to get him to, to come back. So to, like, find the light. Okay. To, um, yeah that um and i'm going to try to be forceful so you're going to try and forcefully what are you doing to forcefully overcome because you don't want to hurt him right um i need to get up to him and i'm going to try to kiss him okay oh dear so <laughs> Um, <laughs> are you using an aspect? Is this PG or PG thirteen? I mean, um, I swear in the podcast, it's great. it's Fantastic. it's rated T for teen because um, it's the same getting, rating as yeah. If you're if you're invoking one of your aspects, you spend a fate point to get the bonus. Great, this is one of your fate points. Oh, you took it from me. I just put it in front of you. So you do that. Okay. Okay. And he he has to in, he is also going to invoke to defend. Okay. And if I'm using my aspect, then I can either re-roll or add two. Correct. Uh, 
and he's gonna he needs to this is gonna be content yeah you roll you do your thing I'm figuring out what the mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna re-roll <laughs> uh, he's going to try and, and in a flashy way avoid you okay, great. while also um This is weird because I know what you can do as a player. What I'm trying to do as a gamekeeper, or wow, game master, is he has an aspect I want to invoke. Do I have to, I'm giving a fate point in defense, or is this a, can I invoke an aspect in defense? How does that work? Or do I just make a roll? Because are you trying to overcome? Using no, no, I'm not taking an action. I can okay. defend right now. That's the only thing I can do. But you're invoking an aspect in order to do so. Right, so I think I have to do something with a fate point, but I think it's giving a fate point to the person. I, yeah, I think I that's how that works. That. Sure, yeah. We'll go with it. Yep, cool. So you actually get your fate point back. Yay! Because he's going to invoke his high concept of destroy hope, bring darkness, and get hair gel. Okay. Uh, which is, he's going to try and in a flashy way defend against it. So what okay. do you roll? Um... Two, three, uh, three. Okay, he's re-rolling. Because high concept doesn't add more than two. No, it's just an It's just, okay, okay, great. Um, I just didn't know if it was okay. Oh, he's going to do this in a flashy, a flashy defense. While she tries to do this, uh, she's going to say, I know that you said the prince has to save the princess, but breaking rules is what I'm best at. And uh, he's going to, as you kind of come up and try and, like, you scramble up. What would you say you rolled? Uh, total? Three. And I have two plus five. Oh. I'm sorry. Two plus three is five. Hmm. So okay. he rolls a five. You rolled a three. Okay. So he, you fail. Can I spend a fate point? You already did. Ah. Uh, I can't do it twice. In, okay, nope. fine. Um, um, so what you're going to do is, is you kind of, like, dash up and scamper up here, kind of wings out and try and embrace him. As you come, he's like, Zaya, good to see you again, love. And he's going to kind of like spin around you and dip you and kiss you on the forehead. And uh, and he'll say, oh, gosh, where's the line? The line is so good. He's going to look at you and say, remember, I tried being good, but evil just brings out the sparkle in my eyes. And then um, kind of like dip you and and like... He wants, there's there's a part of him that still loves you, but he's so corrupted and he kind of spins you out uh, in like a... Just in case anyone. Yeah, that's what just happened. Except he uh, he spins away and the uh, you don't seem to what it, dis- dissuade him from whatever dark plans to destroy hope and bring darkness. Uh, that. that brings to Ezreal and so I want us to roll quicks uh, to see who goes first, because you both tied. You have quickness. Total of four. Total of four. Uh, also total of four. Okay. Uh, do you want to... Yeah, I'll let you... You can... If you give me a fake point, you can go first. Uh, or he will act first, because he's kind of... He is now in... Uh, he is in the battle dance. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you a fate point, and I'll go first. All right. Um, and and uh, Ezreal, um, 
spins to see this nightmare creature. He sees Rakan uh, perched in the corner as Zaya has dashed up to him, and and uh, he's like, okay, time to show him who's best. Spoiler, it's me. Uh, and he's going to go ahead and attack the uh, the nightmarish creature who... You know, he doesn't necessarily know who that is, but he's yep. going to go ahead and hit Nocturne. Jordan might know, yeah. and you listening at home might have an idea. Yeah, you probably have an idea about that. And so I'm going to go ahead and uh, and I'm going to I'm going to try and um, I'm going to pivot behind one of the uh, kind of broken display cases and pull up and uh, aim my uh, my gauntlet at, at this uh, creature, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go ahead and cleverly attempt to uh, to hit it with a bolt. Brilliant. Uh, in its defense, go ahead. Mm-hmm. In its defense, it's going to invoke its it's in the darkness for free. Okay. To give it so that uses it. Okay. So and it's going to try and defend with its sneaky. All right. What did you get? Um. Uh. So I rolled two positive and a negative and a zero. So okay. that's uh, one plus my clever, which is three. So a total of four. Total of four. It mm-hmm. rolled one. Two and then its sneaky is three and its aspect so it got a total so it rolled a seven. Oh my goodness so um you fire at this thing and you watch like as you kind of shoot into this one of these kind of crevices where the shadow is your light ignite like brightens it <laughs> um but you see that the shadow just kind of trails off and away from it and what you saw was just two stars in twilight, not its actually eyes. Um, okay. Uh, he says, well, I, I never miss, uh, but I've been known to fire a warning shot or two, so. <coughs> and that's his turn. All right, that brings us to Rakan. Uh, he will kind of, like, spin you around and then drop you, and he is going to... Um, He is going to um, kind of, he's going to use his stunt of Battle Dancer to kind of, in a swirl of motion, sweep in and among all of you. And uh, this is, he's going to be creating an advantage. Uh, He's going to step in and uh, try and create, so he's creating the aspect, uh, damn he's sexy. so that is a one use. Uh, uh, where is it? That's the aspect here. Um, and uh, kind of sweeping into the center, he's created this. Oh, I'm going to keep this one over here. Sorry, I keep forgetting I need to keep track of my own, or I'm going to just lose them all. Um, and that's going to be. There's no roll on that because he's just making the advantage, right? And then it moves on. Right, because he's making the aspect yeah. on his turn. Yeah, so he kind of steps in and... Uh, well, he has to roll to see if he successfully creates the aspect or not. Okay. So how are you How are you approaching creating that aspect? Right, this would be very flat. This is flashy. So you're going to roll a flashy. And then I need to determine... And then whatever... If you, if you succeed... So I did the nocturne one wrong... Yeah, that's okay. It's fine. We're learning. Uh, so he's going to attempt to do this in a flashy way. He rolls... Uh, so this is... Most things are average. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so this Unless is Unless there's something getting in the way of it, and then it becomes Yeah, more and difficult. you guys can invoke aspects against this right Correct. now, right, for fate points. Yep. So he dashes down into the center, kind of this, like, shimmer, and it's not this bright golden light. You guys actually watch as he swirls in. It's like the dark, pur or the dark purple and black smoke of fading twilight that kind of swirls around him with these, like, flecks of teal and starlight behind him. And he swirls into the center, and you watch as he kind of like prances, steps in the center, and then flashes up, and his wings go out, and it's bright and teal and everything. Um, and this is just going to be average, and he rolled uh, a fail plus his fat flashy, um, and then a stunt. Adds so two, so he adds two because he's creating advantage while flashing. Got it. So that's two, a failure, and then three for his flashy. So a total of five. Uh, so he succeeds with style. Uh, and succeeding with style, he's going to get two uses. Did you want to do that? Can we invoke the glass-covered ground? Yeah. So spend a fate point. Okay. To... So as he's doing this, he scrapes himself against the glass-covered ground. So he's going to get a minus two which will take him from style to a success. Okay, which, which is good. So now he only has one use yep. of the aspect, damn, he's sexy. <laughs> he put um, that his face at him, and I was like, <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. So, and then that uses one of the glass yep. on the ground. And as he kind of, like, lands, you see the glass is, like, swept away. But he kind of, he, they, it's not a per You know him well enough that it wasn't his perfect landing. Um... <laughs> And he sweeps upward and catches all your eyes. Now it comes to Ziggs and Zach. And I'm going to let you two navigate who goes first and how you do it. Because you guys are kind of partners in saving the world. Sure. All right, you guys are up. So you have this creature, or Rakan's in the middle. And then this creature kind of on the outside of this. It's all in the same zone. Can Zach help me slingshot a bomb into the darkness? Into the... Shadow nightmare. Uh, so what we could, so what would that, what we, what you would do is Zach describes how he creates an advantage mm. that you then invoke on your right attack. Right. Otherwise, I'm just going to attack with a bouncing bomb or something. Right. So up to you, uh, Elliot. You two are you two are navigating this. Hello. <gasps> Nope, I'm here. I'm just okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> and I want to describe that whole scene again. All right. Nope, you're good. So uh, you two so are up, and you kind of see Ziggs, Ziggs I think, eye you. I think I've just landed. The monster's basically here, Got it. and you had a little bit more prep time, so I think you would take the first action or okay. say something. All right, so then I'm going to invoke I, sh I shall cast out the dark with the light of explosions and i'm oh, going like to you're one yeah one okay yeah so then i no this is just normal aspect oh okay, okay. so oh, i'm yeah, using yeah, this yeah. for plus two and i'm going to throw a bouncing bomb into the dark dark nightmare two. oh i thought you were gonna still have me try to throw it i was ready oh oh yeah um i will hand you a big bouncing bomb into like one of your plasmoid arms <laughs> and i go bigger's better and i just like what that arm just suddenly gets increasingly large and i just like Whip it or whip around and just like chuck it. Okay, so for you to do that, so I'm you're doing going to attack. Okay, I'm gonna attack with crafting. Okay, because you're and making I'm a thing. By throwing. Okay, um, and then he's going to, uh, and so what you're gonna have? Clever. Okay. 
that right? Or sorry, clever. clever. So you're clever to make a bomb, and then he's going to do something to create an advantage. All right. Right. So first things first, Zach, you need to roll. How are you? How are you approaching this thing? Because then we're gonna forcefully. So you are, if, if it's if it's me throwing a bomb, it's all about for like me yeah. having the force to throw. And then for him yeah. to invoke his aspect, he has to spend the fate point. No, nope, for free. Because I've already made it. Because well, right. no, he makes it, and you are taking advantage. Well, he's trying. You know, he's, he's taking to... advantage of an aspect that's already been created. Okay, so okay. go ahead. Okay. This is average. Well, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about in a moment. For you or your Zach, app. go ahead and read, or go ahead and roll uh, your forceful. Um, you set the challenge, and they, this is this is, and you're trying to hit with just the general area because it's the whole room. Yeah, this is. We're gonna light up the dark. Light <laughs> up the dark. To get the whole room, that's gonna have to be a pretty good throw because you gotta hit the right spot for this thing to like flash bomb the whole area. So that's gonna be a plus. Wait, wait, wait. give me a quick, give me a quick thing. So is the, is the point of the bomb? To try to hit this thing, or is it? To, it's to light up the room. We're trying to hit the thing in so doing, lighting up the room, basically. So like, we're hitting the dark entity, whatever this is. Got it. I okay. know what it's called. I understand. Because I, I was gonna say, if we're gonna light up the room, I'm just tossing this straight up. Yeah. Let's let's hit the let's hit the villain. Okay. So. Thank uh, So forcefully, if you're just trying to hit the villain, that's gonna make it. it that's just an it's a average throw. Right. Yeah, because it, it's going to defend. That's how we do it. So it's going to roll a defense with its sneaky. I don't have to do anything special with that. So go ahead and roll your forceful. And this is where I'm at. Like, whenever we're rolling and doing this, we're adding our approach bonus, correct? Anytime, correct. not just combat? Correct. You're right. You're okay, rolling your not, approach. I have not been doing that. <laughs> okay. And if you, um, want, if you want to use one of your aspects to modify that you have to spend a fate point unless you have an advantage which is free does that make sense uh, i don't think i have an advantage no you do not yet you don't so you if you want to add two to the roll you have to in you have to spend a fate point otherwise you'll just roll with your forceful staff gotcha i'm just gonna roll with forceful one because i already rolled um, and, but uh, good to know. Um, so my forceful is plus three and then I get a plus one, four, zero, minus two. So I'm at two, positive two. So you're at positive two, uh, with it's sneaky. Uh, we're going to roll. Is he creating the advantage? advantage? He's not rolling against this. Okay. Sneaky. So you're creating the, the advantage. is always defended against. Gotcha. The creature can't defend against an advantage being created. I understand. So the you're creating a the, difficulty check for the yeah, advantage. Yeah, I rolled. You don't need to roll for it. No. You decide how hard oh, is it. Oh, it's average. I understand. How gotcha. hard is it for him to create this advantage? You say it's average. Did he succeed? Gotcha. To hold it and throw it. Yeah. Did Did he succeed? Against an average check. I don't think anyone's rolled. Yes, yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna do average. Yeah, he did, yeah, he did. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. What did yeah, you I say? Got, you, I had a plus two. What did you say you rolled? It, it ended up at a plus two. Okay, so you did succeed. Fantastic. So nice. now you have the advantage which shot can, from Zach, which he can tap for free. So you now roll an attack and can invoke that. 
for okay. free. For free, so you yes. get to add two to your your clever roll or your clever attack. So it's going to be four. So a total of four. Yep. And then my guy is going to defend with his sneaky. Correct. Which he rolled a three or a one success plus three, which is four. So four and four is tie. Tie. So which means you succeed with... at a minor cost. Right. But there's no shift, so he doesn't have to spend any thing to defend. Got it. We're working through this. We're learning together. Yes. This is beautiful. What, so, if the, what if the cost is that um, some of my goo stuck to the bomb? I didn't just launch it. I, it's I, such I, a bomb I, the bomb. I let go. Uh, so, hmm. so you lose a part of yourself. So what that what we'll do, uh, that minor the minor cost would be that I don't know. Did we say you had two uses of your little glitter glue spat? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we put a use number or a, a number uh, to the Okay, well then you, what it do is it'll consume that one use. I was, uh, I was thinking more, okay, I, I, I'm following. Because um, you're blowing a part of yourself away. Couldn't that just be damage? That's damage works a little different in here. Okay. So that's what I was saying. Rather than you being able to absorb a shift, that has been absorbed. Because you had one glob on the field. You'll have to do something to make a glob again. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So... I have a glove on the field from, and from springing in mm -hmm. which you correct. can use to mitigate damage which we'll explain when that comes correct but I was thinking for right now what if the damage is that I let too much of myself go with the bomb are you trying and to so get a fake point from me it's the the minor consequence of the tie right correct that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to uh, offer is a minor consequence is that I let too much of my goo go and that is the consequence that I, I get however damage works, but I don't know how damage works. So damage is damage is a little wonky. It's not hit points necessarily. Right. Um, so sure. What we'll do then, cause cause damage is pretty big here. We're doing the same thing. I'm doing the same thing for you mechanically by removing your one shift absorption. That makes sense. Got it. I'm, we're doing the same thing. Just the mechanics of damage in here are not hit points. They have to do with shifts. So is this removing the puddle on the field, or is yep. this removing my ability to have another puddle? No, nope. you've just lost your puddle for this round, so you will have to take an action to make a puddle. To make that advantage. Got it. Okay. Yep. Okay, top of the round. The entity from the shadow is going to look about, and the first thing that struck him, you see kind of like shift in the shadows before Ezreal. <sighs> These eyes kind of come into um, these eyes come into focus, and you see them kind of lock onto you. Uh -oh. And it says, "Do I scare you, guardian?" And you see this horrifyingly fast flicker of shadow as it darts out towards you in a spiral, and these blades open up and try and strike you. Yeah. It's going to attack you. Which it's it's going to try and quickly attack you. Okay. Um. Uh. And 
invoke the uh, momentary distraction you have and invoke Damn He's Sexy from Rakan, who's in the center of the room. Okay. For its aspect. Okay. Uh, so that's a one, and its quick is four, five, six. Okay. Six. Um, so I, I also, uh, so I rolled a quick to try and, and dodge it. Unfortunately, I only rolled a three, so. It's going to succeed with style. It's going to succeed it's with style. It's a shift of three. Oof. So you can either take that as a moderate wound, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, it would be a mild wound. No, it's moderate. Uh, or you can check off your three box. Uh, I'm going to take my three stress. Okay, so your three stress. You now have a two stress and a one stress. And you kind of like come up and these, you've managed to just kind of up as these two blades <laughs> slash past you. You barely get out of the way, but that was a close one. This thing is fast. And it darts across and almost, it doesn't fade into the shadows next to it. But Zaya, you're up. You see as you're falling, this thing shoot across the ground and Rakan in the center now. Uh, okay. Is Rakan in front of me, or is the other thing in front of me? Like, which is closest to me? Uh, probably Rakan. Okay. Um, I am... Uh, and I'm going to throw a few other aspects while you guys are doing this, just because you can interact with the landscape here and get a better scope. Because remember, reality is warped. You right. can spend fate points to use this. Uh, you can also spend, so that's one. So we can unwarp reality? No, no you, you can, can say, like, that. I throw, oh, oh, my, oh, oh, oh. I throw my thing, and if it makes sense that, like, because I can see a warble in uh-huh. space-time, uh-huh. I throw my thing, and it, like, I time it right so it goes like this. Okay. And you have to spend the fate point to use this in, like, an right. attack or whatever. Right. I actually am going to do that to try and hit whatever this thing is. So I'm going to use a stunt. Okay. Um, I'm going to use, um, double dagger, or try to at least. Um, so essentially on a successful attack roll, I get a second dagger for free. Is kind of what I have laid out. A second dagger for free? Yeah, like I throw one dagger, and if I succeed on the attack roll, the second one goes to the same target. Okay, I'm going to give you a three use on this one, and we're going to modify it slightly to say when you throw a dagger, mm-hmm. you can do an additional shift if you hit. Okay, there you go. great. So you can do that three times. Yep. And then after you do it three times, it's done. you don't have any more uses. Right. Up. Okay, so I'm trying to attack. Okay, so you're going to attack. Yep. And um, then when I throw it, I will spend a fate point. Okay. To warp reality, or like I see the warp in reality, kind of what you said, sorry. Um, to try and hit whatever this darkness. Like you use is. the the, sh- the shimmer of the reality to kind right. of see what's real and what's not, and you get an angle yeah. on it and throw your dagger. Yeah. Okay, it's going to try. So, so you're attacking. Go ahead and I'm attack. I'm attacking. And so uh, I still have to use an approach, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to use flashy. Because so I'm like kind of trying to do it with, yeah. Trying to impress Rakan. With pizzazz. Sure yeah. Pizzazz. Got it. Trying to get him to see why he fell in love with me. There you go. Always the hopeless romantic. Always. Okay. Um, that's a three. 
a three. Yeah. Uh, it's going to use its uh, sneaky, so it stays like it's weaving in and out of the shadows here. Mm -hmm. So it's going to add three. It rolled a four. What'd you say you rolled? Uh, three. Can I this use is an aspect you, to reroll? This is where. Well, you spent a fate point already. I what, did. What are you getting for that fate point right now? The warped reality. I did that. So, so you need to either reroll or add a bonus to this roll. So plus two, I reroll. Oh, then I'll plus because two. Because you spent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know I got that and that. So, so okay. that's how you succeed are. succeed with a shift of one. Great. And because you hit, mm -hmm. you can do an additional shift of damage with the second deck. Yes. And use one one use of your stunt if yes. you want to. I do want to. Okay. So that means, and what it's going to do is it's going to uh, it will mark off its stress two box. Okay. So it no longer has that. Um, and so you kind of like, you see the spot and you almost, when you throw it, it darts into the shadow, mm -hmm. which in the room that you came from is a wall, but in the room, in the space that you're like in this weird liminal fading warbly part of time and space, it strikes into the stone and you see part of like the, the, the smoke almost gets pinned against it and um, it kind of sh uh, shifts there. That brings us to uh, Ezreal. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, so Ezreal is uh, is gonna go ahead and um, and I'm gonna attempt to attack our uh, our dark friend one more time here. And so he's he uh, peeks back from around the corner to try and uh, hit this creature nightmare thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he's going to go ahead. <laughs> He just turns and says, Gawk at this! <laughs> uh, and he's going to flashy attempt uh, a hit uh, uh, per up one. Oh, for one? For a one. It's gonna, it's, in its quickness in the shadow, uh, it's going to do so and rolls uh, a six. Mm. So it just kind of like drops underneath the, the shot. It's... It's the quick booger. Um, and that brings us to Rakan. Uh, Rakan uh, is going to look about here. And as the battle dancer ever would be, he's going to try and. Um, yeah, he's a battle dancer. So he's going to run over to the two of you on the ground that are kind of in the midst of throwing uh, madness. Oh no, he wouldn't do that. So he's gonna look over at the two uh, the two of you and he says, oh, looks like they're bringing in the uh, trash to be part of it now. And he's gonna flip over and try and he kind of like dashes between you and Zach Ziggs mm -hmm. and he's going to jump up and as he does you see him kind of like pull the shadow and the stars underneath him and he's going to try and knock you down okay um uh, and he's going to spend a point I'm going to give it to you well he's 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 going to focus on the one that made the no, you. I mean, well, You're I the one that made okay. the little thing that exploded. Okay. So he's going to kind of come over to you, and he's going to try and, like, flip you up. Okay. Uh, and um, it's actually going to be a flashy attack. 
Okay. Uh, and he's going to attempt to like knock you over into the glass. So the fate point is to invoke the ground is covered in ground glass, covered in glass. Um, which is two. And then his flashy is plus three, and he's attacking you. Okay. So you add five to whatever he rolls. So he rolls a seven. And I defend against this. You can, uh, yes, you defend. And okay. you tell me how you want to defend. You can spend fate points to invoke aspects. You can, this one is unlimited. Um, I don't remember what this one is. Oh, glasses on the ground. That's the second one. Can I use one of my aspects? Like yeah, explosions but you first. Sti- you still have to spend a point. I'll, yeah, I'll use a point. I'll okay. use a point to add two to mine. I'm going to do explosions first, questions later, and I'm going to jam an explosive in my hand, a uh, glove covered hand, into his face. Oh, and just trying like just like, like his face. Yeah, basically push him back. Okay, brilliant. So he rolled a seven. <laughs> okay. That's the. That's what you got to do. This is gonna be forceful. So this is a one. Ooh. This is a plus two. Uh, four. It's a six. It's a six. What? Hey. So uh, it's uh, one though. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, that's not bad at all. But it's still going to like you managed to get it up. And he says, "Don't mess with my hair." And kind of like, <laughs> not the face. Uh, and he'll turn it, he'll go, he'll turn just to the side, and as you push forward, he actually uses your momentum to kind of trip you up as he leaps around you. Okay. Um, and you'll, so, the way damage works, this is for you to listen to, Zach, you have those three boxes on the bottom. Mm-hmm. You may either let it go through and okay. take a mild consequence. Okay. Or you can, you can check off that one stress box. Because okay. it was a one shift. So one shift. It was a one shift. I will mark up the one stress box. Okay. So it's marked and you cannot use a one stress box again. Okay. Okay. All right. And so he kind of does that in front of you and that brings us to Ziggs and Zach. What are you guys doing? You have Rakan in your face. I am flying through the air because I just got... He kind of tripped you. So you're like... Yep. Okay. Um, Ziggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuse is burning. Fuse is burning. <laughs> And as I thank you, and <laughs> as I trip, I will throw out two more hex, um, two more like hex bolts to okay. um, to Sakan's face again. So you're, you're attacking him. Yeah, I'm attacking him okay. in response. So go ahead and roll the attack. He's going to you're try and um, quickly get out of the way, um, which is just going to be three. Uh, ooh, and he only has a plus two to his quickness, so he has nothing. Yeah, he rolled a zero. Yes. Uh, three. So <laughs> three. Uh, that means you succeed with style, or he no, you attack. So he okay. takes uh, for for Khan. You put these bolts up, and you're like, Hoo! and you instead like pull two other ones, and you almost clap them in front of you, and, <laughs> and he, and you hear Rakan shout out Zaya. Uh, and you see, like, hit, like explosions around him, and he, like, stagger backwards. He's going to use the three shift. That's a big one. Um, and then, uh, ooh. No. He's going to actually spend a fate point. <laughs> To invoke his trouble. Huh? I'll die first. I can't see her die again. To only have to do a one defense. Ooh. 
and not use his big three. That's okay. That's okay. Right. That hits real hard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that, Zach, what are you doing? Where Where is the uh, the monster at the, the moment? The monster is over. If you imagine the door that was led into this room, which is kind of like phasing in and out, whatnot. It's just to the side of it in what was a display case, but is also kind of this, it looks like a stone pillar slash display case. Um, and he's kind of it triangulated between Zaya and Ezreal. I'm going to... I'm torn because I kind of want to like I think Zach is going to just stay focused on the monster and not worry about Rakan because Ezreal and Zaya kind of immediately went there so he's going to go by the law of numbers and say okay this guy's got those three tripped up I'm focusing on this guy before he gets behind someone's back so I'm going to launch myself again to not hit it, but get in its way so that it doesn't have a direct path to anyone else. Okay, so you want to create an advantage, which uh, would be from just you're putting your body in the way. So you want to create an advantage. So what are I you... I want to create an Yeah, and it's creating an advantage probably more for my team and not so much myself. Well, you just make... What is the aspect you create? Um, this one's gonna be... It doesn't have to necessarily be something physical. It's just like, it could be, I'm in the way. Yeah, this one's just gonna be, um, you're going through me first. <laughs> nice. Okay, I like that. so you guys have an aspect to use once called, you need to go through me first. Uh, which you guys can invoke against my, uh, my entity. Um, which brings us to top of the round with the entity. It's going to kind of look around and it says, do I scare you? And he's going to sweep up out of the quickness uh, or he's going to sweep up out of the shadow. And um, as, as strange as it is, this is what he does. I can invoke any aspect, even one you've created, right? If you know of it, yeah. Yeah, he's in the way. So you would totally see you're going through me first. Uh, and uh, he's going to invoke you're going through me first. For So Zach, this goes, you have another fate point on this. You get a fate point because he's going to invoke that aspect. You're going through me first. To, to attack you with his quickness. Like, he's going to, like, around and strike into you. So, you get another Perfect. fade point. It's a plus six to the score, which results in a seven. What are you, are you, you defend. How do you want to defend? Um... Well, I came, I came at him to get in the way, so I think I'm going to do kind of the same thing. I wanted to, to be in the way, mm -hmm. so I am bulking up to not to, to force him to confront me. Okay. 
So what are you rolling? Your I'm gonna defenses? roll forceful again because I am I am putting I as much as he is trying to go through me, I am trying to make him go through me. I'm forcing him to go through me, so I'm gonna be forceful about this. Okay. Uh, what did you do last turn? What did I do last turn? Jeez. Last turn, I threw the bomb, and that was also forceful. Mm-hmm. Is there? A, is there? Am I unable to repeat that process? No, 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 you're fine. I was trying to figure out if you you don't have a globule right now because you didn't. Well, you created an I advantage. Not, I do not have a globule. <laughs> That's what they're called. All right, go ahead. That's just funny. <laughs> All right, I got one, two, zero, minus one, plus three, so four. Four. Uh, he's gonna succeed with style, or that's a shift because he rolled a seven. This is a shift of uh, three, so that means you can either take a moderate wound, which is that four, or you can mark off the checkbox three as your damage. When you run out of stress boxes, you start taking consequences. You don't necessarily die in this game. Mm. So in other words, I could take the I could already just take the moderate consequence. Yeah, and you we would need to write a like an aspect that we that I can invoke like against you essentially. Or you can just mark off the 3. Let me take the consequence. Okay, what's the consequence? So he comes up and he like strikes you in the shadows. What is it? Yeah, I got like a hole through your body or something. Man. Strikes you with these two blades. Okay, wait a second. Now I'm trying to think on how Zach works. Uh, yeah, he's he is going to. A moderate consequence. Like I'm not, I'm not like risking my life here, but it's severe. So maybe my side, like I lose a lot of my volume. Therefore, so like my my physical size is like cut in half, and that is that is direct, has a direct correlation to what strength I am capable of. Uh, okay. So would it be something like? Um... Needs to be something about him being smaller, right? Yeah. Taking down a peg. Taking down a peg? That's good. <laughs> I like that. I like that wording. There you go. <laughs> Taking down a peg. All right. So it's now kind of up in front of you, uh, and it's striked out. It's kind of like, we're in the slow-mo. It's, it's hand is up, and it's kind of emerged. It's got, I got some genie vibes up here as it's in front of you, and that brings us to Zaya and Ezreal. Okay. Um, Rakan is assaulting Ziggs, and Zach, who just jumped between you and Ezreal, has just been not quite viscerated, but taken a you you watch Zach just get cut. Okay. Um, I am going to. Um. That trouble's going to get me. Um, I'm going to yell out, I can't do this alone, and try to go back and distract Rakan again. So you want to create an advantage? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to create an advantage. By? Um, sorry. Hold on. 
Remember, you can invoke his aspects for I, I know, yeah. Um, that, yep, that was the, I want to create. Or using, more using yours as well. No, I think I want to take advantage of his aspect. Which um, one? Nothing important should be taken seriously. Okay, how are you doing that with, with this? Um, so I am going to try to, or I'm going to, what I want to do is to use his aspect against him by distracting him from the important thing at hand, which would be attacking Ziggs, mm -hmm. which is what he's doing in the moment. And so I'm going to go up and try again to kiss him. Okay. He just got blown up I in the face. I want to make out <laughs> on the battlefield. I love my wild ways. That's romantic. so hard. Okay. <laughs> Experience. Okay. Dark, we committed so, ourselves at a tavern bra. There was blood and gore everywhere. It was so romantic. Right? Right? Ooh. Okay. Great. Okay. So that's going to be. Uh, so to see if this succeeds, I think this is going to be because it's Rakan. Um, that's that's a. This is only going to be fair because of everything that's being brought into okay. it. Okay. Yep. Um, I need to pay you a point too, right? Uh, yes, because I'm you're using your aspect. your aspect, and now you are rolling. Yep. Okay. Um, and we'll do um, flashy. flashy. Yeah. Yep. See the clever or flashy. Yeah, that's too. what I was, and they're the same. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> so this is uh, fair. So it's a two. Uh, it's a three. That's a three. So you succeed. It's actually a five. Oh, it's a five? Plus two for paying oh, that's point. right. That's very important because Sorry. that's a shift in three. Every time you pay a fate point, you got to remember, so you're getting something the, for giving him that. You get to create an aspect here that other people can take advantage of. Okay. Which is, it could be, um, shut up and kiss me. Uh, <laughs> How about love struck? Love struck. <laughs> okay, so you have love struck, yeah. and that has two uses for you guys to invoke. So love struck with two little spots for you guys to use uh, uh, regarding Rakan. That brings us to you, Ezreal. Okay, um, Ezreal is, um, he's super frustrated because <laughs> all of everything he tries to do to this, this <laughs> creature is like it's absolutely awful. So he's gonna he's gonna shift tack here and he's gonna see that um, that Zaya is, is pivoting over to Rakan who's attacking uh, poor Ziggs, and even though Zach just got in the way to protect us b with this uh, nightmarish creature, um, I'm going to focus my attention over on over on uh, Rakan and see if we can't uh, at least get him out of the battle so we can focus our attention on this other terrifying creature. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and try one more time to uh, attack and uh, hit uh, Rakan. I'm gonna go ahead and invoke for free the love struck as he's distracted. Okay, mark one of those and yep. uh, and take advantage of that. And so um, with a clever turn, he's gonna he's gonna try and um, mystic shot over to uh, over to Rakan. Uh, and he's going to just like even though he's distracted, he's gonna try and like dodge out of the way. So he uses quick. Mm -hmm. What'd you roll? An eight. Good God. God. So he rolled a negative, <laughs> rolled a, lover a single negative. Uh huh. So he just rolled a one. So seven doesn't matter. Seven, a shift um, of seven. Yeah. He only he's he he can't use his three. He can't use a two. Uh, he has to take a severe 
Um, so what? True guard, star guardians never burn out. Uh, true star guardians never burn out. What is the severe consequence he gets? Um, he has to take a six and yeah, yeah, um, and a two, or no, he can't take a two. Yeah, he has to take a six. Go ahead, we're gonna run it that way. Um, Gosh, this is like debilitating. Uh, yeah, so uh, the gauntlet lights up, and uh, and a mystic shot um, lashes out um, from um, from Yuto, and uh, and he's he's got a gaping chest wound at this point, so uh, he's he's got star burns. It's <laughs> uh, a community reference for you, friends. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm I, all about that burn. Yeah. So, gaping star burn. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and use my stunt rising spell force. Uh, so because I'm quick, I create an advantage on my next approach to an attack because I was successful. Right. So you're gonna get to basically make an advantage and even invoke it on the same one. Correct. Yep. Yep. And if you can keep the chain going, correct, it goes. But because if you miss a thing, it... it goes away. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Uh... All right. I'm trying to make sure I understand. Yeah. So you guys. You guys, uh, and the gaping star burn wound, you can invoke for a plus three, I think. Because a mild wound is a plus one, mm-hmm. moderate is plus two, uh, the severe is plus three. I don't know, but I'm going to play it that way because yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right, so he has a gaping star burn wound. Uh, I think I want to compel right here. Um, mm. on you, and I'll give yeah. you a fate point. Your, tr- uh, where's your trouble? Or no, it's, uh, it's actually, I'm gonna invoke your high concept. I searched the night skies for my love. You found him. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm gonna say is you are stunned in this next round. Okay. So I'm going to compound, now again, you can refuse it. I know. You can give me it back, but I'm going to say in this next round, you are going to be skipped as you see in your eyes this shot from Ezreal yeah. like viscerate him. Um, and so uh, what that'll be is uh, it's gonna be a one turn. Yeah, I think you're just gonna skip your turn. I'm not gonna make okay. an aspect here. You're just gonna be like. Um, as I see that happen, I'm gonna say Taita Bay Tervash, which means celestial stars welcome you and kind of like put my head to his chest where the wound is. Because uh, it looks like he's gonna die. Could be. I imagine point. Um, and now it's Rakan. He's going to like. Ugh, at least it wasn't my hair. Ugh, and he is going to. You watch as he kind of like takes his hand and he's going to kind of. Uh, he's going to spend. Uh, he's going to try and overcome the. <laughs> no, he what he what he what he wants to try and do is move out of that's what it is. He's gonna try and overcome so when you wanna move between zones, mm-hmm. so like move out of where you are, you have to make a roll. So you have to overcome and it's it's a journey uh, to move between zones. Um He's going to try and move out of this zone. This is going to be a plus four, very difficult thing to do because he's gonna try and essentially like vanish right mm-hmm. so he's going to 
Can we make him step on glass again? Well, if it's not our so turn, <laughs> if I am, if I was you guys, mm-hmm. I would, because this is a dangerous entity, right? Yeah. He has a trouble, which is I'll die first. I can't see her die again. Okay. So, um, which means like this is a dangerous entity that you're in combat with. So he's gonna try and run away. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna try and open this void to kind of jump into. Um, which is going to be overcoming this zone to get out and away. It's a, it's going to be very difficult for him to do. It's a plus four, uh, and he's going to try and use to do this. It's going to be flashy because he's going to try and do a one quick monologue getaway. So flashy, uh, and he's going to be invoking real reality is warped. So he's going to add five to whatever this roll is to try and get. Away. Team Rocket Blast off again. Right. So, are you guys going to do anything to try and... Did you guys see him kind of like pull this void pocket open to get out? Either Lovestruck, yeah. Lovestruck or Glass. What you, yeah, what do you guys do? I'm going to roll. So we're, I'm going to spend a fate point. Okay. Uh, and invoke Lovestruck one more time. Okay. Although, actually, I don't have to because it's free. Yeah, because she created it. Because you created it oh, with a success. So, well, yep. well, I'm gonna I'm gonna invoke that one last time, um, and uh, it's a minus two, right? It's a minus two to his roll. He only rolled a single success and two failures, uh, so he even with his plus five and then the minus two, he is not going to succeed. So you guys kind of you watch him. How do you how do you like? Well, you invoke it, narrate like as he goes to open this up and he's in. Right next to Zaya, how do you? How does this moment? It's not necessarily Ezreal. Like, how does this moment? Yeah. So as he's as he's ripping open this um, this portal, this dimensional rift, he, he as he kind of uh, swoops across the battlefield to try and get away and do this. Um, he he sees Zaya. He has to pass by her, and their eyes lock for just a moment. And as he's like he's he's trying to get out of here because he knows. He, he has to get back to Zoe. He has to get back to mm-hmm. um, out of out of this time and and back to where uh, he can recuperate and they can readjust uh, to launch their next assault. Um, and their eyes lock for one more second, and he's compelled mm-hmm. by his love struck and uh, and just like and and in the moment hesitates, hesitates which gives us an opportunity. Right, and he does not uh, make the escape. That brings us to Ziggs and Zach. What are you doing? Um. I don't get the love thing, but I'm, I see that big bad guy, and I'm gonna invoke uh, reality is warped. Okay. And I'm so going to. Give me a point. Yep. I give you a point. Yep. That. And I'm going to. Okay, I'm going to push a mega infernal bomb through a through a hole in the floor that pops up on <laughs> pops up on Nocturne's head. Okay. So did we determine what your mega infernal bomb does? You just said it's the thing. It's the thing. It's so the this is just a huge. Do you want it to be a plus three? Do you want to be a plus four? What What do you want our? Because you gave us listeners. He gave us one special stunt. It's that's like your ultimate. Functionally, all of our ultimate on our character. Right. So what do you want that special stunt to? You what to what do you? Yeah. Tell me what kind of attack. What are you doing? It's just an attack. I, it's an attack. I'm taking this okay. huge bomb. It like 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 Mary Poppins bag. It's coming out of my pocket. This huge like big missile type thing that goes right down through a warp hole, 
and out through the whatever ceiling we have onto Nocturne's head. So you're basically, <laughs> yeah, you kind of have this funnel where you like, you kind of tear this open and you're like, ha <laughs> ha! I like my enemies like I like my bombs! Exploded! <laughs> um, so what this will do, it's going to, it'll be an attack and what we'll do is for this, I think what it is, is it's going to be, you get to add four to whatever you're trying to do. Right? Forceful, I know. Right? So it's whatever you're trying to do. That's what it is. Your ultimate adds four to whatever you're trying to do because it's your ultimate moment. Okay. Um, A clever attack. So a clever attack with forceful and the invoked. Seven, nine. So a total of nine. (laughs) So he is going to, uh, in this, he is, oh, geez, where am I? So that's this guy. Uh, he is going to, yeah, he's, the, the fact, the best thing he can do is try to, like, see the warp opening and, like, coming oh, out of the darkness of uh, him, this light. <laughs> uh, uh, I imagine, like, the, the super mega death bomb or whatever is coming out of this warp and it looks like a galaxy opening up on the bottom of it and he just goes, uh, and, um, uh, he's going to try and quickly get out of the way. He will... Uh, spend a fate point mm-hmm. so you get it back because this is desperate to invoke reality is warped and like try and use the shadows around him mm-hmm. to do that so that's plus six to whatever I roll okay. can you invoke yeah. the same aspect that he's invoking because oh, I just did that because he's current. using the same he's using reality assume as warped because so, that's the room right it's yeah. fine I'm just making sure Yeah, I think so I it's not one that has a use, right? This right. is just a it's feature just a of room a room. Aspect so like, of it. You can make a column a feature of a room, yeah. and you both bounce off the column. It sure. makes narrative sense. Great. Um, it still is not anything weird to it. So um, <laughs> you get the fake one back. That's the thing. Uh, oh! Two oh. failures, one success. So that's a negative total. On top of the six, which is a five, you rolled a nine. nine shift of four. So you oh succeed, which is a shift of four. He is going to take a moderate. What is the. He's going to have to take a moderate consequence. What is the consequence here? It blows off his shoulder and the left side of his face. Dang. <laughs> uh, so. Um, moderate, though. Blows off yeah. the shoulder. So. Um, As he tries to get away from it, the, side, the left side of his body is. So this is a giant. Let, let me pop, let me suggest this sure. one. Bathed in light. So this creature of mm. shadow is bathed in light, and he's like, like the residue of the explosion mm. clings to him. Cool. So bathed in light, because he's not super wounded. Um, so, so we it's can not invoke like, that on our attacks. Right. It's like a plus so, two. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it, it's so this is we yeah that's a plus two mm. right. So this is the thing you can invoke for plus two on him. So he's bathed in light. Cool. Uh, so yeah, this like void opens up above him. The bomb drops on it, and it's like, <laughs> and you guys see uh, in front of you, Zach. You're up as this <laughs> window <laughs> opens in time and space above you, and the super mega death bomb galaxy explodes <laughs> in starlight in front of you. It's beautiful. Hello? Well. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Every time. I was going to go a different path until this happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to, let's see. Am I only able to invoke one aspect at a time? 
Uh, you can invoke for as many fate points as you have. Okay. <laughs> so I was. Let me see if I, let me see if I can just put this all together then. So I was taken down a peg as my moderate consequence. I'm cut in half, therefore I'm also much weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not say I'm at my weakest, which no. is critical for my trouble. I think um, at your weakest is going to be like three of your consequences. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna. I am gonna go with what my original thought was because I think it's narratively more interesting. Sorry, Jim. I'm going to. I've come to bargain, Dormammu. Um, <laughs> I am. I am going to offer a second trouble. Okay. And the trouble is simply that my fears are real. Because, again, Zach is new. Zach is brand new to, uh, like, living here. And so even though his trouble is currently at my weakest, I have the most potential, I think it makes perfect sense for him to come to the realization that my fears are real after being literally cut in half, taken down a peg. So what are you so doing? I, will, I, will, I want to offer that Zach is experiencing fear. Okay, and, and then what is, is that? And that is now a new trouble for him, that his fears are real, not just a dream that he had. Oh, you mean your 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 dream you had earlier. His nightmare. Yeah. His nightmare. His nightmare. So his nightmare about literally disappearing. Like he's never essentially he's never been this small before. Mm. And so I he have is now being faced with a, a fear. Maybe here's how we can do it. You can take a mild consequence of my fears are real and then you get the you uh you so it's not really a trouble right it's just you have this aspect now my fears are real and that can um allow you to use your i'm at my weakest i like it and i'll give you a fake point for it lead up to it yeah yeah so now you have mild and moderate filled and I actually kind of like this gameplay style where I almost want to take on these consequences in order yeah. to justify my. I have the and so maybe what like we this. can do is when you're at the way you're at your weakest, trouble can work is whenever you invoke it. Maybe this is a weird stunt. We can we'll work this out because it's the cool part of it too. The more consequences and stress boxes you have full, whenever you invoke that aspect or it is invoked against you, you get that many additions. So when you are. Okay five because there's six total right so if you have five invoked you get to add five or five can get used against you if that aspect is invoked Oof. what do you think five. but then but he gets to use it that, know, right? it's trouble yeah how do you feel about that, that? that's cool i like it because okay. it's, again it's a lot of risk if i can't pull it off then i'm still weak i'm not fulfilling potential right so basically you now get to add two to any time you invoke at my weakest. Okay. I like it. Okay, carry on. Uh, that that is the turn. I think it's I think it's a uh, sorry. I'm having a uh, existential crisis. Um, well, you're creating an I, advantage. Yeah. So what we'll do here is if you create if you do that, I will give you um, one free invocation of your when I'm at my weakest. Got it. Okay, so you have that advantage. Brilliant. Top of the round with my dark creature who is in front of you. 
you are the thing that is in front of it. Um, <laughs> and it is... Uh, ooh. It's very colorful now. It is, it is very colorful. Um, but it has... It's high concept is people are flames to be uh, snuffed out. I think is what I said it was. You could spend a fake point too. People are flames to be blotted out. What was his... Um, what was his... Ask the consequence? What was um, the nightmare creature's consequence? Uh, bathed in light. Bathed in light, thank you. Um, so yeah, what it's, what it's going to do is it is going to um, look up and with its speed it's going to try and just like strike all over you again, Zach. It, it feels your fear. It feeds off of fear. Um, and it is going to attempt to attack you again. Um, I sense fear. Um, and it is going to roll a... So it's a four to attack you. Do you defend? Sorry, I realized my mic was off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I do defend. I'm so, trying to think of the justification for Zach, though. Um, well, you can invoke any number of your or you can yeah you can invoke any number of aspects that you have fate points to spend on. So you choose an approach, and then you can invoke any of your aspects. Or the environmental ones, right? Well, yeah, any any aspect on the field. Um. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. I think I got one. Um, give me a second. Let me see if I can find the right line. You're good. <laughs> I need my lines. <laughs> I do need the lines. I got a good one here. Well, I could have been playing these. <laughs> Whoop! Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so much louder than I intended. I'm going to. Um, go ahead. I'm just gonna re I'm gonna rebound the free um, activation of my trouble that you gave me. Yep. Um, but I'm intention. going to. I would. I would also like to uh, spend a fate point. So I'd like to use the free action of my trouble and then spend a fate point to create an action called I may bend, but not. But I don't break. And this attack, he's going to. I would assume he's going to attempt to slice me again but I'm going to resist the blades to make him basically unable to divide me. Okay, so you're defending, so you're going to, this is a defense, not yes. your move. So your defense is what approach? The approach I think is going to be, I'm going to try clever, um, because this, I don't think this is forceful. I don't I'm not trying to get out of the way, so I don't think it's quick or sneaky. No, oh no, I'm going to do flashy instead because what I'm trying to use is basically, I'm trying to become elastic so that he can try to cut through me, but it's not going to work. I'm going to stay one piece. That's my defense, to be gotcha. elastic in a flashy and you're, way. you're spending a fate point to invoke what aspect that already exists. Because you have to create an advantage on your turn, on your turn to use. Okay, maybe I'm mixing this up. So I wanted... 
to that free the free the free the use of at my weakest I have potential. You're invoking that. I understand. So I you're would invoking... like to invoke that, and by doing this, also spend a an addition spend a fate point as well to create an aspect oh, of my main so you're spending a fate point to create a new advantage on the or a new thing on the field. Yes. It's cool. Rule of cool. I'll do it. Uh, so you have a one-use invocation of whatever that thing is you just came up with. Next turn, I'll take your fate point, uh, and then go ahead and roll your uh, plus two, or roll your defense. On board. And this is and this is flashy. Yeah, you said flashy. Okay. Oh, come on. Uh, that's going to be an even two, plus two. Okay, he rolled a four, so your attempt is going to fail with a shift of two. So you either suffer, you are your mild consequence is already filled, so, mm -hmm. you, can, I, so you have to fill your two stress box. Correct. All right. Doesn't okay. he also get a plus two from in... Oh yeah, and I, get the, I do get the plus two because I invoked at my weakest. Oh, then you would be, be normal and you don't take any damage. Okay. Okay, so you Thank don't... Thank you, voice that reminded him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mary. For giving us... I was like, wait a minute. Thank you, voice. So then you don't fill that stress box. All right, moving on to Zaya and Ezreal. What are you guys doing? Um, I am going to... Because I'm technically stunned. Um, yeah, this turn you don't get to act. Unless I contest by giving you a fate point. You have to spend a fate point to somehow yes. uh, do that. So I am going to do that. Um, and I am going to try to overcome uh, the panic. And, well, do I want to do that? Because by spending the fate point, essentially I'm... I'm gonna, of, I will allow you an overcome roll for the fate point because... Okay, so, so like, okay. Yeah, rather than just losing your turn, right? You get the opportunity. You get the opportunity to overcome something or. Okay. Um, um, here's, yeah. Here's what I'll say either create an advantage or overcome. I don't think you get your attack. Right, right, right. Um, where are you? Sorry. Um,. I am going to try to create an advantage. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm going to try to create an advantage to um, essentially make Rakan see, like, to use our past to make Rakan see that, like, he isn't all evil. Okay. Like, light is still in him. Is kind so of the, you're trying to create an advantage, which is light is still in him, or light is still in you, or what do you mean? What are your your like? What am I using to create? When you create an advantage, you're making an aspect for us to invoke. Yes. So light is still in him. Does okay. that work? The light is still in him, and you're trying to create that aspect. Yes. Okay. 
So this is going to be, again, very difficult, so you have to roll three or better. Right. Um, and I get my plus two. Um, I will use forceful. Forceful. I will be forceful, yeah, because I'm trying to force him back onto our side. And... Oof. Fail? You can also re-roll instead of plus two. You could not use your plus two and re-roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. might be better at this yeah. point. <laughs> Nope, still bad. Um, that's a zero. Zero. So you do not succeed in trying to create. So I don't create, create you it. You don't make right. the aspect. Correct. Um, as you Bye. try and call out to him, and he just looks at you and goes, Used to be a square. Then I embrace the darkness. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> Woohoo! I'm <laughs> so happy about it. Oh uh, it's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> All right, so um, I, yeah, you're I, up. Ezreal, Ezreal, watching this go down, he's gonna he's gonna uh, capitalize on his rising spell force and go ahead uh, and try a flashy uh, or actually a quick follow up to his last attack, and he's gonna he's on recon on recon, and he's okay. gonna go ahead and, and mystic shot one more time over there. <laughs> this is ooh nice ooh. All right, he's he's just gonna try and uh, defend. Uh, yeah, he will attempt to defend, and he's going to try, and with, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's just going to be quick about it. And what did you roll? Oh. What did you, what did you roll? Seven. Oh. He rolled a negative. <laughs> he, rolled a four, he rolled a zero. So yeah. another shift of seven. Oh. 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 Ah. So you're going to need oh. to, you either need to take both, well, you need to take a stress and both of your other consequences. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So, Rakan, uh, <laughs> So you said a seven? A seven. So he's yeah. going to take both the stresses. Yep. So those are filled up, and then a mild consequence. What is the mild consequence? Okay, so his mild consequence is going to be... Um, oh, gosh. So the first one was... Uh, oh gosh. He has a gaping starburn wound. Gaping starburn, yeah. He loses his hair. Bald him. Please. It could bring him back. Right? Um, bring him back. There's that one. Uh, his... His mild consequence for this, uh, he's he's distracted with uh, with Zaya, but Zaya's almost kind of in the way between the two of us as I let that mystic shot go, and and so uh, <coughs> Ezreal says, "Well, obstacle meet gauntlet," and uh, and he he manages to just um, yeah, it's a glancing blow against like his head, so a little bit of his hair goes. Like so, he get he's got like a streak, kind of just <laughs> through the side of his head. You ruined my hair. Yeah, his hair is his his hair is so. No, my hair. No. Uh, oh man. So this is what he's been saying to Zai the whole time. Darling, let's work it out. I wasn't flirting. Okay. Um. Brilliant. So you. Um, you ruined my hair. That's actually hysterical that that's a mild consequence. You ruined my hair. Uh, which, this is a, this is a big deal. Um, and, Well, uh, I mean, like, it, it hurt his scalp. Like, he's not just... <laughs> No, I know, but, like, that's a big deal. Um, uh... And then uh, that brings us to Rakan. 
he's going to kind of look at the entire situation. Um, and he's going to... Whoo! He's got to he's gonna do a lot here. Was that... Sorry. Was that first attack on Rakan, was that a severe or a moderate consequence? Severe. He has a severe... A severe and a mild. And a right, mild. Right, he does okay. not have a moderate. But he also has all his stress boxes filled. Right. So um, we're, we're almost there, folks. And he's going to look at all of you. Um, and is going to... Uh, Come over to you, uh, seeing uh, that you're you're clearly a problem here, and is going to attempt to attack you. Uh, no, he's he's going to try and overcome again. He's he's trying to get out of here, uh, but he is going to. It's going to be a lot. He's going to invoke rea the the reality. Um, he's going, so that's going to be, uh, one for, how do I give it to all of you guys? Or do I need to pick one? Cause he's trying to overcome, or he's trying to get to the door and get out of the zone. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this is just, just spend it. So Rakan should have, he has his own pool. Oh, he, he does. Spends. It's usually only one. That's up to you, but it's usually only one for an NPC, and then if we invoke things against him, he, he gains one. and loses. Like and you guys have, you guys have invoked. Yeah. Several. Yeah. Okay. He's got a pool. So he's gonna, he's, he's pool. gonna spend a fate point. I have not been tracking those correctly. That's okay. Anyway, he's going to spend a fate point to, in a flashy way, overcome the zone and escape. So you see him open that portal again. Mm -hmm. um, are you guys okay with saying he has how many? How many fate points would you in my brain? I think he has. Three, three or four. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna he's gonna burn one. Uh, second, he's gonna so he's gonna invoke the reality bit. Uh -huh. He's going to uh, invoke. Um, well, he's he's not just walking out of the right. room. He's trying There's to open a rift. Right. Um, yeah. Concede. He can concede. Can he invoke his consequences? No, those would be negatives against him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, so he's going to do that. He's going to flashy this, the reality one. Um, uh-huh. What else do we have? Glass shards. Oh, trust me. Dave. Oh, nothing important should be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. His own his own aspect mm -hmm. of like, all right, I'm done, whatever. Uh, so that's two. So he's going to add four mm -hmm. to his flashy. So he's going to add seven to this overcome roll, which oh to open a portal, we said last time, was a th plus three. Mm -hmm. So he's going to try and get out of here on the plus three. Okay, well, we're going to at least uh, yeah. supply the ground is covered yeah. with glass. Okay. So I'm going to spend a fate point there. So I'm actually going to put these on his um, sheet. Okay. Okay. And I'm um, gonna also invoke uh, my most previous. Uh, his hair is ruined, so it's mild consequence, which is a which is a minus one. Yep. Okay. So, so it's minus. minus three. So minus, minus three. So far. Yeah. Minus two on this roll. No, it's changed up because it's. So I'm gonna track my minuses. Yeah, minus three. So we're at, so he's minus two on the roll, mm -hmm. minus one on the hair, mm -hmm. minus two on the glass. Mm -hmm. So that's five. He rolled. A positive, and he gets, so he gets to add seven. Mm -hmm. So that levels out to a three. two, but he needed plus two, and he needed a three. Yeah. 
Uh, so we're keeping him here. I'm almost out of faith. He is fail at a major cost, though. Does he have room for a major cost at this yeah, point? Yeah, he can take his final. He can take himself? his final wound. Uh, so I think I think that's what I'm gonna do. He'll fail. He'll fail at the cost of his final big. You mean succeed? I'm sorry. Succeed yeah. at the cost of his final like slot, a moderate wound. So what is his moderate consequence? Yeah, in this overexertion. He, yeah, he pushes himself to rip open that portal. So as he does that, he almost like looks at it and looks out to you all, and you see almost as he like starts to faint. Let Zaya be safe. And falls into the the portal. Like you see him go unconscious and oh. just fall into the portal and it die behind him. So good. And you are left in the room with this like mayor creature entity <laughs> Time to go people. on the other end, which Woo. brings us to Ziggs and Zach. Zach. Yeah. Uh, and you just hear the light is fading. <laughs> and yeah, Ziggs and Zach, you're up. Zach, since you're right next to him, you want to go first? <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I was going to try to meme for a second, but I was like, ah, let's, let's let Rakan go. I was going to be like, guys, do we invoke? Is, is it that he escapes, but we invoke our friendship over all thing? And then- oh! oh! You do have that! Get your ass back here. This time, or what is it? Friendship love and love over all. Well, there's that, but there's also this horrifying dark entity that is like the thing he's unleashed. Consequences of his own actions. Yeah, and then we lead, like, the, the power of friendship is what leaves him with eternal guilt. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Zach? You got to speak up before it resolves. What are you doing? It's okay. No, I know, I know. I just, I thought I'd laugh. Uh, we'd get that a good laugh out of that. Okay, so question. Um, did I, did uh, just resolving last turn still as well? Did I spend the fate point last term to add the aspect of I may bend but I don't break, or do? What, did you say that I'm doing that this turn? You have a free use of that. You can invoke that for free. You can invoke it for free uh, one time. Okay, so I made the aspect, and now Correct. I can use it for free. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Where is, where, is, where is the monster right now? He is in front of you still. He just yeah. tried to unleash on you before and then did so again. Slashing and hacking. Yep. Got it. Um... How big is he compared to me? He's smaller than you, no, but he's probably like size is difficult to determine here. He's like maybe a large human size, but like the smoke trails off into the shadows. This thing is essentially like weaving in and out of shadows and extending and distending. So, and it does not like the light, correct? Uh, it is currently bathed in light. It's got the residue of the giant mega super death bomb. Um, as a consequence, drip drop the sound of blood. Yuck. I'm going to, going to I don't know how to word this. Uh, this might be another new aspect, but I'm going to try to, because, because my quote unquote star guardian 
ness is like the glitter throughout the goo. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to entangle myself with the monster. Okay. So that not only not only is the re- residue of the bomb all over him, but also my innate light is also literally in enrapture in capturing it okay so you can spend a fate point to invoke his bathed in light to try and create an advantage which is uh i don't know tangled goop. my goops on you i don't know <laughs> my goops i like that well, my goops on you my goops on you there it is. i was thinking so I, stretching so strikes because that's that's his actual ability. Right, but my goops on you is funnier. That's way funnier. Okay, <laughs> so you're so you need to spend a fate uh, point. My goop. For for bathing. So what you're doing is you're point. taking the action, create an advantage. Okay. So you're trying to make the aspect my goops on you. Correct. And I'm, for I'm trying to, and that, is it that I'm trying to? That is my aspect. It is my goop is on you. Well, you are aspect. you are creating yes. a field aspect. It's something that can be used against him that your team has a free invocation of. Got it. Okay. So you're gonna roll, um, and I'm gonna tell you is I'm gonna tell you how difficult that is, um, and then you will you will roll to see if you succeed. This is um, going to be, I think this is just gonna be against its quickness, which is four. So. Mm-hmm. You have to roll four or greater. Got it. Okay. Um, and do I need to name an approach for this? Your approach. Yeah. So how are you doing this to create an advantage? I'm trying to take advantage of their weakness. I mean, could I be literal and say it's flashy because it's you know light based? Sure. Word. Okay. You're here for interpretive understanding. Uh, ooh, this is not going to go good, folks. Uh, that is a minus three plus three, so it's a zero. So a zero. It's not that it, nothing terrible happens. It's just as you try and, like, give it this bear hug and get your goop on it, it kind of, like, you're almost, what, what terrifies you is that the light doesn't slough off of it. It's almost absorbed into its shadow mm-hmm. as you kind of, like, try and wrap your arms around it and onto it. You watch as the light and whatnot that you struck with is sucked into the entity itself. Got it. So is he no longer bathed in light? No, bathed, no that's permanent. That's permanent. That's permanent. Yeah, okay. He is. Yep. He is uh, so Ziggs, you're up. All right. So then I'm going to invoke bathed in light, and I will cast out the dark with a lot of my explosions. Oh, oh, oh so oh. two fate points. Nice. Eh. Eh. You're Let's figuring out the game. Yeah, no, I'm going to do that. Um, So I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to toss a bouncing bomb at him. Okay. Um, So I'm attacking with plus four. All right, so you attack with plus four and whatever your approach is. Zero there, so it's going to be a three, a seven. (laughs) Okay, he's going to defend with just, again, he's quick. He's always going to try and dodge. Oh, son! Oh, no! Yes! So that's that is zero for him. That, what did you end up rolling total? Seven. Seven. So that's a severe consequence and his number one stress box. What is the severe consequence from this bounce bounce? Boom boom. Um jeez. Okay, so he's bathing light on one side. Um can he just no longer be dark? Like he's um, lost his darkness. Severed from the dark. Yeah. Mm. 
<laughs> severed from shadow. That seems severe for him. Uh, or. Ooh. So one of his voice lines is. Are you my nightmare? No, I'm or your nightmare. Yours. Uh, so se- <laughs> severed from the severed from the dark. I like that. So severed from the dark. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, severed from the dark. Perfect. Uh, that brings us to top of the round with this entity. It is going to kind of like uh, shout and um, and in terror, it's going to try and create an advantage uh, and in so it will invoke embrace the darkness for a fate point uh, and attempt to sneakily or cleverly kind of like drop into the shadows and like become part of the shadow again okay so is uh, he, what's he doing he's creating an advantage okay. which is going to be it's in the darkness again uh-huh. by embracing the darkness for a fate point and he's spending both of his and uh no he can just do the one so mm-hmm. sneaky and embrace the dark or Yep. Clever and embrace the darkness for a plus five on a creating an advantage. Uh, and he, for this, it's just, I think, I feel like this is average because there's still shot. Mm, the whole room is bathed in light at this point. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to say this, this is difficult, maybe? It's got to be difficult. That's not one. Good is plus three, which was trying to jump out of this realm. So we'll say it's two. Okay. So two, he rolls. Uh, plus two, so he's at a seven. So we'll succeed with style. Unless you guys are going to do anything against it. Okay, succeeds with style. So he'll have two uses of it's in the darkness. Okay, Zaya. And it's up to you, Zaya. You okay. see this thing kind of like drop. It's in front of Zach and like blinded in all this light. And it's going to drop down into the kind of like melt into the shadows that are now almost like flickering okay. amid all the explosions um, from Ziggs. As it starts to go away, I'm going to use my stunt, Feathers Fly. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to say a thousand cuts is only the beginning. Um, and then I jump up, and th- this is like my big end. Yeah, this is your ultimate. This is my ultimate. So you get to basically add plus four to whatever the hell yeah. you want to do here. So I'm going to jump up and throw out a string, essentially a, a like four feather daggers. Okay. Um, that I can pull back out of him if they hit. Okay. Um, and then what I have down is in my net, in my defend action, I get a plus one. So uh, not well, this, this is... turn, but I'm saying like... Sure, this is plus four to whatever you're doing right. here. Yes. Um, so I'm going you, to. Here's what I'll say. If you succeed with style, you get that. Okay. Like, Does that make sense? Part. Great. Yes. Yeah. If you. Any other instance, you don't get that part. But if yes. you succeed with style, okay. you get that benefit. I'm going to attack flashily. 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 Oh, yeah. Like in the it's air. Flurry, yeah. 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 It, is, it is a flash. It is as flashy as ever. There's a great scene in the actual thing about that. So plus four. Um, one, two, um, he will seven. use one of his free invocations of it's in the darkness. So seven. Uh, it's in the darkness, and he's going to kind of like try and dart out. Uh-huh. So he 
his bonus in Into the Darkness of plus two is canceled out by the double fails on the <laughs> dice. Um, and he simply rolls a four. So what'd you get? Seven. Seven. Ooh. So that's a success with style. So it's a shift of three. He has his box three left. So he's just going to take it there. He has just his mild consequence left. Yes. Um, and you all, um, uh, yeah, and you have your plus two to any defense roll mm-hmm. because of your success with style. And that brings us to Ezreal. Ezreal. <laughs> All of the seeing seeing the, uh, the, the dire straits this nightmarish creature is in, and he is, he is done. He is ready to be, to be done with this experience here. He's going to unleash his true shot barrage. Of course. Yeah. Everyone's going to get their ultimate, yeah. uh, except Elliot, but you've done some pretty dope stuff with yeah. your character. So he's going to pivot behind the little, the, this case that he's been kind of rotating around to yep. get himself advantages on, on the whole combat. And so he's going to rotate around. He's going to wind up and, and he launches this massive volley of light. He's taking advantage of his rising spell force, which he has had a success hit after success hit, so it keeps going. Yep. So he gets a plus two off of that. He's also going to yell off into the darkness, you belong in the museum. And invoke, <laughs> he's going to invoke that aspect of his. So there's your fate point for, that, for another plus points. two. Yeah. So, um, Bring it down! Uh, and, as, and as cleverly as possible, he's just he's, he is unleashing this It is going to barrage. defend with quickness and its last invocation of It's in the Darkness. So it's going to add uh, six to whatever. Sweet Christmas! Oh, wow. No. Three ones. That's it. It's what it's at. It's a three. Hold on. <laughs> what Good God Almighty. Four. Um, so I get a four for that. Apparently. Two for that. Two for that. Eight. Uh, um, plus it was uh, clever. Um, so he he hit for a ten. Okay. So um, so what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do? I spent a fate point. I get my free. It's in the darkness and the quick. It's also going to uh. Spin. It's got two fate points from that to try and use the weird warping of reality. So that's going to be another two. Uh, and then it'll spend... Oh, does it have another thing it can do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it'll use its last fate point to try and embrace the darkness to re-roll the two... the three failures on that. So, collectively, you are at ten... It is at In the Darkness for two, Embrace the Darkness for two, Reality for two. So it's a six. Uh-huh. And it gets to add four. So it adds ten to whatever this roll is. Uh-huh. Here we go. Let's see. <laughs> You're <laughs> holding a fake point. So I'm ready. Ruin me. Yeah. Um, two failures and a success. Oh. So it's a minus one, mm-hmm. which means it's a nine. Yeah, he still had a shift. He still rolled a ten. So he already fails that. Yep. However, yep. I'm also going to invoke your severe consequence. There it is. So, <laughs> so you're severed take, from the dark. You're going to... So he another is another minus three. As this light beam just cascades <laughs> through him, you are severed from the light. Right. So is it kind of like tries to dart up and around this column that is it's going to avoid your beam actually catches it at whatever this thing is that tethers it to reality in this sense. And as you cut it off, the, the tablet that is on the other side 
um, you bathe it in light and you just hear um, this massive horrifying <laughs> scream as the room spins starlight spinning around you as this tablet begins to like raise up off the ground and shake and you watch it reform and it just gets sucked back into this black hole of a tablet the tablet reforms and falls on the ground and you all kind of like back into what is the relic room and now you're cosmic dust uh, and um, stand, and uh, uh, just at the door we hear well, that was quite a display as you see Caitlin and Vi just like standing at the doorway kind of, kind of agape you all in the midst of your forms Where, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're both like yeah. it's just the two of them, and they're kind of like Ezreal looks over and goes, Get starstruck, and then he's kind of uh, arcane shift behind the wall, like get out of the room, and just, just you, so you disappear, um, I'm gonna disappear, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not even gonna take a roll for that. What do the other three of you do? Just that's, kind of like that's his only other stunt, uh, it was them. <laughs> Try not to run out of Is the void still open where Rakan fell in? No, that like when he was gone. Okay. okay. What are you guys doing? Like you're kind of met face to face with this. Like you're smoke bomb. <laughs> smoke bomb. Okay. For that, go ahead and roll me. This we're kind of out of combat here. Mm-hmm. So what I want you to do is I want you to roll a um a, uh, however you do that. I guess it would be sneaky. Clever. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to throw a smoke bomb and for us to all escape through the smoke. Okay, so you want to create an advantage. Yes. So you're creating an advantage uh, against them. Uh, again, they're decent cops, so this is going to be fair. Go ahead and roll your, your plus two. Plus two? It's, ooh, no, that's just one. It's a one. With a success? Uh, I rolled a one. No. Oh, so it's a are there any ne- aspects or fate points you want to invoke to bring? If you've got fate, you've got Explo- fate points. I will, to I will invoke explosions first. Questions later. Explode. Yeah. Okay, so That's give me the point. Yeah. So you succeed by one, which means you all now have the aspect smoke bomb in the room. Um, and unless there's anything else you want to do, Zach, do you have any final moments here? Any final? Things you would do as this kind of smoke bomb hits as you stare at the two of them. I think uh, he goes, guys. I think it's time to introduce ourselves. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm imagining that the other two are like, Zach, get back in the thing. Um, and uh, what what happens is, is you guys kind of like throw the smoke. Zaya, any final thing you do? Um. And you watch as kind of like you arcane shift, and you're like, "What the hell do we do?" And whatnot, and you just you all kind of like watch as you see through. Kind of you watch as uh, it looks like uh, oh gosh, who would it be? It would be um, Ari and Jana. You watch as just kind of like on the other side, you're like they kind of pull with the two of them. They kind of pull open this rift, and they're like. Get in, get in here! 
and the four of you in the midst of whatever kind of like through the portal and kind of puff out on the other side uh, uh, just like into the entrance of the foyer kind of where you were as you as your star guardian costumes fail etc you all kind of like stumble out into the air and just like and through the clever works of words of Ezreal and whatnot, managed to kind of get back. We were in the, we were over here in the museum, uh, and as Caitlin and Vi, kind of struck by what has occurred, continue their strange investigation. And you guys learn eventually that the strange relic was found uh, under mysterious circumstances, and you all evaded a dark evil being released. Any final moments or closing things? So, uh, Ezreal... Just another day on the job. <laughs> 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 well, uh, so, uh, so, so about the, uh, the... Yeah, the, the Shreema uh, things, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, developed, uh, over here, in, and Ezreal just goes back to, uh, back to uh, exploring the uh, well-trod halls of the museum with his classmates attempting to act as normal and genuinely excited as possible about <laughs> all of the different artifacts that are here. Uh, avoiding eye contact with the room that's still kind of covered in smoke and... and Well, I did, like, you hear the alarm, and at this point there's, like, a uh, an evacuation. So you guys enter into the entrance as there's, like, smoke of the Shereman exhibit still going on, and you guys are kind of, like, ushered out of the museum, and unfortunately, Ezreal... And she's like, oh, well, now we can go talk to Nox. And as you start to, like, get back onto the tour, the museum is evacuated uh, because of no. a fire. And your field trip is unfortunately oh, no. canceled. No. Um, and uh, that will bring, a con- as, the th- as the four of you shuffle onto the bus itself, a dejected Ezreal, probably a relieved Zaya, and a... Ziggs, with a new fascination with history, yes. shuffle on and uh, yeah, Zach and Ziggs. Zach's along for the ride. Uh, he just he likes he likes going with the flow. Um, and everybody's a critic. <laughs> uh, kind of fades down the road. We see as the scene fades to black with the bus scooting away. Zaya cleaning her nails again. Ezreal face up against the back of the window and gently <laughs> watching the museum maybe burn into his friend Ziggs. And Ziggs just in chatter with Zack. And that concludes our adventure in a Valorant City Star Guardians. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, there will be links in the description to this, but I'll probably record it afterwards and cut this little bit out. Thanks for listening. Because uh, I'm going to put links in the description to y'all's products cool. and all that jazz. Cool, so, cool. yeah. Cool, cool. There it is. Fun. Woo. Thanks again for listening for this first ever release of Stories in Rune Terra, not Stories of Rune Terra. Uh, just a live play Rune Terran League of Legends themed show. Um, yeah. I know it's not the best quality, but hey, it was our first time, and this is something that I just do for fun. So I'm doing my best to kind of put new things out there. Hopefully you enjoy it. Thank you so much. 
And don't forget to check out some of my friend's products if you're a dice goblin or if you like to read books. So thanks again for listening.